what I what I really want is right now is I want you to really really hear what's going on in the spirit and not hear what's going on in your flesh I want you to really really pay attention to what we're saying by the Holy Ghost and what the Spirit is saying to you and not what's been going on in your day or how you've been feeling. I want you just to really, if you have to sit down and focus. I don't want you thinking about, am I going to walk into this wall while I'm walking and praying? I want you really hearing every word that the Holy Ghost would say. He just gave me something uh, to say to you. And... Uh, so if you have to sit down, sit down. You have to close your eyes, close your eyes. But make sure that you don't miss what's about to happen. So just for a couple of minutes, I want us just to worship the Lord. And I want you, I want you to start at this place. Start at this place. Is this work to be here? But yet, ask yourself this question, did my flesh want to come? So you have a voice of the flesh, and then you have a voice of the Spirit. Is it work to be here, or is it an opportunity to come together and assemble in obedience and minister to our Lord who saved our life for eternity and to be ministered to. Is it work? You know, even as I say this, you know, I, I've, I've felt pressure myself today and I've felt, you know, weight of things that were going on. But yet, even as I say these words, I can feel that garbage falling off. You see what I mean? There's a truth. Is it work to be here? Or is it, a blessing to be Lord you you're allowing me to come and minister to you and for you and you to minister to me and through me now that's individual that's personal for each one of us is it work or is it an opportunity a great opportunity and a great blessing and what's going to happen as you seek first the kingdom of God all things are going to be added. What, what things? What do you need added? Is a better question. What do you need added? Oh yeah, that's what you're getting tonight. Why? Because you came here to get that? No, because you came here to serve the Lord and to minister to Him. And He says, you're, you just can't outgive me. I'm going to give to you. So I ask you again, is it work to be here or is it a blessing we get to come together people in other countries would put their lives on the line to do what we're doing for free there's no cost to us except time get in our car maybe spend less than a dollar in gas to get here and we get to assemble in obedience of God and pray tonight have a Holy Ghost weekend 
where the kingdom of God is advanced and you get rewarded for eternity for it. An eternal award multiplied by eternity. My goodness. If I could, if I could tell you, I'm going to give you a temporary business and if you will come for six hours, I will, I will give you a thousand dollars. How many people would say, I'm grabbing my thousand dollars? Six hours, thousand bucks, that's pretty good pay. Six hours of prayer, and then you're awarded for an eternity that does not end. Are we eternity minded or are we, have we been fleshly now minded? Have our eyes been on the spiritual or been on the flesh? Can you see it? So you are not here with a God that doesn't reward. You are, he says very clearly, I am a rewarder of them that diligently seek me. And just by showing up tonight, you fall into the diligent seeking. Now, we do have to sometimes tweak our heart because sometimes we'll be in place, but we don't really want to be there like the son, you know, that's like, oh yeah, Lord, our father, I'll go do it. And he doesn't do it, but he's not really there in his heart. But the other son says, I really don't want to do it, but he ends up being there. That son is connected by his heart. So sometimes we can be in place, but our heart's not there. And that's what we're checking right at the door so that the rest of this night is right where it needs to be. It's right where it needs to be. See, as you learn how to honor God, no matter what you feel like, no matter what it seems like, you learn how to honor God. All of a sudden, there's a grace that's available. There's a grace, a supernatural power, blessing, favor that's available just waiting for you to tap into. Just waiting for you. Father, we tap into that tonight. It's so amazing, Lord, that we come here to serve you and yet you end up serving us every time. Every time you end up blessing us more than we bless you. It's not fair. And you like it that way. That's who you are. You like it that way. You honor us more than we honor you. You are such a good God. Let's just sing by the Spirit here for a few minutes. Head of my soul, me min sondoroko de beando so, fredemeo. Sirono sirero sarado. The word says this that when you pray in the spirit, you give thanks well. Let's just give thanks well for a few minutes, singing in the spirit. Meranayatote hevramoa min serede amokoro fredarado. Lindo se Franamiate 
monsum vanto duro frakialo heblo mama ya po bano mo prapatiatsatni sedeo tu kototonialo 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 Nina maso from mamayoti, mera lamo kofreda mo, monsi botiotu. Fresco mayayando, minso tevanta taco te verudu. Nani mi ando frehala fasa, siridea mo karamatan chatoto haladiasi. Frera mo ho mo ho es. Now you just on purpose as we continue, just on purpose, take all the weight, all the junk. Lord, I just take all this stuff ah, and I toss it over on you. I'm not carrying it anymore. Lord, I receive your freedom tonight. I receive weightlessness of your glory. The weightlessness of your glory. Hallelujah. His glory in its goodness is heavy, but his glory also in his goodness removes the weights of the world. Lord, I receive the weightlessness of your goodness and the heaviness of your blessing. I'll cast off the care and the weight, but I'll take on whoo, your blessing in Jesus' name. As you sing in the Spirit, just do that right now. Let an amo see a po. Mamamon pambo, bembe me, mamando dororoco dororopa. Dabacaropo poche. Hamlen lelene. Lansota dorototato. Ramadiaco. Ramado quahado hebeto. Fro hebe. Dino sanvo coream lo teniaches, seren lavaso, sereve jesu, zanda sanvo co maniatolo. Ho sevans, dianso faloco, brema maso le dianto. Iranada frarata, te bebe so clere de, nana beoso le diamo prabu, bere bin comaso. Thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 
how you sing by the Spirit. Yeah, let it fly.
let it flow again. That's so good. Father, we just let loose of every tie that binds us to the restricted curse of the world. And Lord, we walk in your truth. We walk in your freedom. Whoa, glory to God. Mansodokaya 
Yeah, just sing in the spirit with us. Thank you, Father. Father, in the name of Jesus, let every weight be stripped off. Let every bondage be broken. Every yoke destroyed by your anointing in Jesus' name. Now, one last time. Let it fly.
in the spiritual open your hearts and my words and love flow out be quick to say yes and amen I will equip the ones I call be patient and wait on my words I will guide and direct you I will break off what is left of the world I will brighten your light as your hunger for me as you hunger for me and as it grows i will increase 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 the fire inside yeah. of you you will burn so bright my glory will fall wherever you are there is ground shaking and breaking where you walk as the glory shine from moses shall it shine from you answer my call open the door let me in and I will open the gates of abundance and flood your life. I will make you the chain breaker. I will make you the fire carrier. Now read it one more time. Slow down in the physical. Speed up in the spiritual. Open your heart so my words and love flow out. Be quick to say yes and amen. I will equip the ones I call. Be patient and wait on my words. I will guide and direct you. I will break off what is left of the world. I will brighten your light. As you hunger for me 
And as it grows, I will increase, increase, increase the fire inside of you. You will burn so bright, my glory will fall wherever you are. There is ground shaking and breaking where you walk. As the glory shine from Moses, shall it shine from you. Answer my call, open the door, let me in, and I will open the gates of abundance and flood your life. I will make you the chain breaker. I will make you the fire carrier. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now just to tell you, that is the interpretation of some of the things that we were speaking and praying out. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Lord, we receive that. We thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Y'all can be seated. Now, this is a night of prayer, and you may say, well, why were we worshiping and singing for that long? When you sing in the Spirit, you are praying. <laughs> Worship is a form of prayer. It's praying to Him. It's worshiping Him. And so we're just continuing to pray. I thank you all so much for being here tonight. Now listen, I want you to hear what I'm about to read to you. We definitely have some things to pray out tonight. We definitely have some things to pray out. There's some specific subjects that we need to pray out. Um, one of the things that I want to uh, tell you just, well, I'll tell you a little bit later on that. <laughs> Sorry. But I want you to hear this. You know, the other night we started uh, with Brother Tracy. Where, where was it that we kept starting? In 1 John 4 and verse 1. And we never really got beyond that. And, uh, but what was he talking about? He was talking about there's voices and angels and demons carry voices. There's voices in the spirit realm and those voices will set a course, right? Those voices will set a course and our job is to not be led off course from God, but to let God's voice set the course. Let his words set the course. And one of the things that I find is that, and it's been a common theme throughout the week, is that there's been voices that have even been coming to people all throughout the week, different things that the devil's trying to get them off course. One thing that I've always watched is this, God will always give you the provision that you need. Most, most everybody that I've ever seen fall off track and get off course. Right before they fell off course, there was a message made available to them to help them stay on course. <laughs> it almost always happens. If, you, if, you, if God leads a message of overcoming, you think about that. What, where did we start out at the end of the year and the beginning of this year? We had a message of overcoming. We were called to be overcomers. Well, how, how many people know Goodness gracious, we needed that message in 2020. God will give you what you need. 
And so let's say that he starts talking about divine health. Well, you don't have to get in fear. Well, what's coming up? No, you just say, okay, whatever you give me, I'm going to apply at a higher level and I'm going to keep going up, 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 up. I'm going to keep growing in that. But you notice how he gives us a message through Brother Tracy about voices and then what did the enemy come immediately to do? Steal the seed of the word and try to give you voices that would keep you away from prayer, that would keep you thinking down about a Holy Spirit weekend, you know, stuff like that. Constantly he's, he's working in that way, and, but God gives us what we need. He gives and gives to us right on time what we need. I've watched it many times throughout the year. I, there's a couple of instances in particular where I watched people's lives be completely ruined. They didn't go to church here, but I, but I knew about them. And right before that big event that ruined their life, right before that, God personally reached out to them and connected them with a group of people that knew God, knew the power of God, and they rejected that, that invitation. And it was like, that was the Lord being merciful, right? That was the Lord trying to help. So many times, you know, I've watched as people have had the very tools and the ones who are successful, they're attentive to the word. And when it comes through, they start applying it. And then the devil comes to try and steal it, but they just apply it right there in that moment. And they overcome. They overcome. I really felt led just to read through this. And I, I want you to hear this chapter and I want you to take it for yourself. And maybe, maybe you know, we can put it on the screen, but maybe not. Sometimes when you read something, you'll, you'll start processing and your brain power goes to reading it and not really absorbing it. So whatever what you know you, whatever way works best, if you absorb it best by setting your eyes on it, do that. If you absorb it best by closing your eyes and just listening, do that. But whatever it is, absorb this word that I'm about to read to you. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world... By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that it is coming. And now it is already in the world. Now let me give a little bit, I want you to see something here before we go any further. Part of what Brother Tracy touched on it last week, part of what happens is this. If the devil says that Jesus came in the flesh and didn't come as God's spirit, then that means Jesus had to operate as a fleshly man. And if he operated and beat down the devil as a fleshly man that had to be filled with the Holy Ghost, but as a man, as a flesh man, could overrule and overcome the devil, 
and you get that in your head, his game is over. His game is over. So we know that Jesus didn't just come as God. No, Philippians 2 says he laid down his godliness. And what we see from the scripture is he actually operated on this earth as a human. He had to operate like a man does. He had to operate in the flesh. In other words, he didn't like, you know, he wasn't zapped with some special power outside of the Holy Ghost. He was zapped with the same power that you and I have available. In other words, what he could do, we through him can also do. So the devil wants you not to know that. Because if you know that, then you understand if Jesus could submit the devil, you can submit the devil. Now, now watch this. So the spirit of antichrist is a spirit of anti-anointing. It's a spirit of anti-anointed one and his anointing. Christ means anointed one and his anointing. It means anti-power anti-manifestation watch so the spirit will try to get you to look at the fleshly problems instead of the anointing saying that in your flesh you can't handle it so he'll set your eyes on all the fleshly all the problems and if you look at all the problems that is a leading of antichrist but if you'll set your eyes on christ and on the anointed one and his anointing that is designed to work in you fill you overflow you now you're putting on the spirit of christ not the spirit of antichrist but if we look at the problems that's we're looking and we're actually considering, meditating on a spirit of Antichrist. And so one of the things that you'll see in prophecy, whether or not it's a spirit from the Lord or not, is a spirit from the Lord will lead you to victory and lead you to truth every single time. Continue in my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But if, if an, an Antichrist spirit will have you looking at the issue, We'll have you looking at the problem. If you were able to hear Lunch Plus today, and the Lord gave us a great word about setting our eyes. This is how we win in faith. Set our eyes on Him, not on the problem, not on the flesh. So now do you see the connection that the devil doesn't want to say Jesus operated and came and was manifested and operated in the flesh. Because if he does, he has to acknowledge that it was man anointed that, that beat him down. And Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren. And we need to see that although we are in the flesh, we are a renewed man designed to be anointed and beat him down too. And so he tries to speak to us by getting us to look at the voices that would say, you're just flesh man and you don't have enough. Right. You don't have enough. You can't do it. 
But you can look at him and say, I am a flesh man. But more than that, I am made now anew, a new creation in the image and likeness of God, filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, the same anointing that Christ applied to your sorry tale, I'm now going to apply to, and we're going to overcome you. This is the Spirit of Christ not anti-anointing, not anti-Christ. So every time the devil tries to get you to look at the limitations of the flesh, that's a spirit of antichrist trying to get you to not utilize the very anointing that beat him. Can you see it? Let me read through those scriptures again. Beloved, do not believe every spirit but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. See, with this knowledge now, read through this and look at what it says. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of Antichrist of which you have heard that is coming, and now it is already in the world. You are from God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he who is in the world. You see, the direct connection, as soon as he establishes Antichrist versus Christ come in the flesh, the first thing he tells you about is you're an overcomer. He says, and you have overcome them. Remember, if you were watching Lunch Plus this week, you believe that you have received. I'm not waiting to overcome him. I have already overcome the devil in Christ. I'm in Christ. He's in me. He's already overcome. I already have that in the Spirit. I'm not fighting from the position of the beat down one. I'm fighting from the position of the overcomer already. Look at what it says. You will overcome? No, you have overcome them. You have already done it. Christ has done it for you. It's already yours. Because greater is he who is in you than he is who is in the world. They are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world. And the world listens to them. Verse 6, we are from God. And he who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. By this we know. Who's listening to this message of Christ and not the Antichrist, not that anti-knowing. You can tell who's from God, who's not from God. You can see there'll be fruit there. And just because somebody doesn't listen one time doesn't mean they're antichrist. But you'll see that continued fruit in that place. All right. Verse 7. And part of the reason why I want to talk about this tonight, and I believe the Lord led me, I wasn't planning on talking about this or even reading through this at all, is that we must understand that what we're doing 
if it's done right, is always from God and by God, and that's what makes it work. It's not something that we put on in legalism without first receiving. We must receive who he is and what he's done. And then what we receive will then empower us to be who we are. So many times when we'll come into a service like this, there'll be attacks, there'll be things going on. And, you know, even me in front of the service, I was feeling tired in front of the service. I don't feel that at all now, but I was. And there'll be things that will try to get you off. But the issue is, how are we approaching God? Are we approaching God with just enough of an offering to get by? Are we bringing Him our best? And so, for me, if I'm walking out and I'm feeling tired, or I'm under attack, or there's things that are coming against me, I can't stay in that place. I can't just sit there and be like, well, I'll make it through this service, I'll just be tired the whole time. No, that would be bringing him not my best. In order to bring my best, I must put on hope. I must put on joy, put on confidence, put on expectation. I must put these things on, on purpose, and then as I purpose my heart to do that, God will give me the seed to sow into that. So in other words, I can't just accept that. See, that's how the devil traps many people. He gives them feelings or thoughts. They accept them and they just think, well, that's what I am. God do something about it. But who did he tell to resist the devil? We did. So what we do is we say, Lord, I give you me. I will not sit here with a just get by offering of myself. I'm going to give you my best, which means I'm going to put down that garbage right now and I'm going to put on that garment of praise I'm going to put it on I'm going to take off that garment of heaviness that spirit of heaviness I'm going to put on that garment of praise and what are we doing we're saying Lord I already know what you've done I receive the victory that Jesus finished on the cross. And no matter how I feel, I can put on a garment of praise and that garment, of, that spirit of heaviness, that garment of heaviness, it's got to go. And now I'm entering into a service blessed. I'm entering into it with joy, with confidence, with expectation. Now I'm bringing God my best instead of bringing him the leftovers. Well, this is me, leftover from the, from the week. Well, if you just stay in that place and you focus, watch, if you focus on the flesh, you'll bring the leftovers. But if you focus on the anointed one and his anointing, you'll realize that even though in the flesh I may have had leftovers, when I add the anointing to it, everything can change. Now I'm flowing and operating not by leftover flesh just enough. I'm flowing and operating by an anointing that I can come and serve my Lord. So I'm coming in with an expectation. I'm coming in with a confidence. I'm coming in with a joy. Although that's not where I started at, that's where I get to real fast. In a matter of seconds, you can do it. Because you, watch, you pay attention to the voice of the anointed one and you don't pay attention to the voice 
of the Antichrist, the anti-anointed one. The anti-anointed one would have you looking at your flesh. So you say, I already see what the anointed one has done in my life. I already see what the anointed one has done and won that victory on that cross when he declared by his own mouth, it is finished. I see it and by faith I put it on. And when you do that and you do it by faith, you'll step right out of that leftover and into the fullness of God. And then all of a sudden now you're praying for the rest of the night. Who lit up instead of the leftovers? On fire instead of just get by. Now, now just think about it. How many believers have you seen in your life that actually know to do what I just described? So how many times have we been coming and really not offering God what we should have been? But what if each one of us, what if every one of us at every service did that same thing? Oh my goodness. Oh my gracious. What would happen if we all put that on? If I said, hey Barrett, how you doing? And she was like, I'm awesome. Glory to God. I can't hardly contain myself. It might be a little weird for a moment, but... What if that was so big in her? Hey, Jade, they'll be all right. Paul's already out there. What if that was so big in her that it blew out of her like that? What if that was so big in Buddy and so big in Phil and in Deb and William and Natalie and Will and, and... and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and you, and all of us. Would you be able to contain it? Oh my goodness. I'd, I'd get up here, and I'd walk up on Sunday morning. I'd say, good morning. And y'all would be like, good morning. And I'd be oh my goodness gracious. You would be so ready. Why? Because you're putting on an anointing instead of a spirit of antichrist. And you see, you're enveloping yourself in a more than enough. And you're laying down a just enough. I'm barely here, but by God, I'm here. What if we did that? I mean, it's good that we're here, but eventually we've got to grow up to the fullness of why we're here. And start taking responsibility for why we're here. I'm not here to bring God just enough. Or just just getting by or just check the box. No, I'm bringing him my best. I'm not going to bring him no Cain offering. This is going to be an Abel offering. It's not going to be just a Cain offering. This is going to be an Abel offering. So how do we do that? We recognize, Lord... I receive your love. I receive your love and what you've already done by your anointing. And I put it on tonight. I do not recognize the leftovers that I did have before this started. But I receive your love and I give 
to you my love that was empowered by what you gave me. Verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In other words, you can't love until you've received his love. I have, have couples that I've counseled over the years, and they're like, well, I love this person. Like, do you know Jesus and whether or not they know it or not? And if they don't, they can't love that person. Because you can't love until you have received love. It's not possible. Let me, let me read that again. The one who does not love does not know God. For God is love. And can't love. Can't love. Because they don't know him yet. They've not received that love. By this the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. It wasn't that we were loving on God first. It was that God was loving on us first. Beloved, if God so loved us, we, ought, ought, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. We have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. Now, now hear that. As he is, so also are we in this world. Is that a, so also are we going to be? No. So also are we now in this world, how? As he is. As he is. As he is. Is he anointed? Is he healed? Is he an overcomer? Is he more than a conqueror? Is he prosperous? Is he protected? Restored, delivered in deep fellowship with the Father. As He is, so also are we. As He is, 
so are you. So are us. As he is, so are we. Think about that. All right, then what is he? What is he walking in? What does he have? As he is, how, how is he? Because every way that he is, so are we. How about anointed, full of grace and hope, full of joy? You see, that's who you are in the spirit, man, even if you don't know it. The issue is, if we can get, get all of us to know it and to walk it out, the devil can't handle you because that anointing's already beat him. His anointing's already won. His anointing's already overcome him. As he is, so also are we in this world. 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. Verse 19, one of the key verses I wanted to get to. We love because he first loved us. He's already poured out his love. What you've been feeling and, and what you've been going through has already been conquered. When is the body of Christ going to grab onto what's already been done and make it theirs by faith? Well, I'm tired, but I'm here. Nope. I'm tired, but I'm going to receive his love right now in manifestation. My job is to believe that I have received. I'm going to receive it right now. And I'm not going to bring a half offering. I'm not going to bring just enough. I'm not, not going to bring the leftovers. I'm bringing his anointing. Because I'm anointed as he is, so am I in this world. And I'm not bringing halfsies. I'm bringing it all. I'm bringing it all. I'm bringing it all. Why? Because anything less than that would be to deny what the anointing has done. It would be to deny that he's already overcome. It would be to deny that he's won. He's already won. He's already overcome. He's already done it all. So for me to sit in the stew, in the mire of a fleshly world is to deny the spirit of the anointed one and what he's already finished. So I can't stay there. I must, I must drop the flesh and put on the anointing. And watch this, because when I receive what he's done, when I receive his love, then I can love him. How can I come and serve him tonight and pray like I need to pray if I haven't received his love first? And yeah, I've received his love and salvation, but have I received it for tonight? Am I walking in the fullness of his salvation? I, I need to, on purpose tonight, Lord, I receive your love because, because you first loved us, I can love you. Because you first loved me, I can pray properly. 
Because you first loved me and I received. See, it's not just knowing they loved you. It's receiving that love into yourself. Receiving the breakthrough before you even get going. Receiving and moving in the anointing so that you can move into expectation before you even start praying. Because do you think that you're going to be able to attach a heartfelt, fervent prayer releasing power, dynamic power in its working while you are still got the dregs of the leftovers hanging on? No, you got to break out of the leftovers of what the earth has given you. And then all of a sudden, you step into that anointing and you start praying. You start worshiping in an anointing. That's how the earth moves. That's how the earth moves. Because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. And that means, by context, he loved us and I've received it. When, I, when he loved us, finished the work, and I receive it, now it generates love in me. And I can pray properly. I can praise properly. I can move into the fullness. We love because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that one who loves God should love his brother also. What is it saying? It's continuing in the anointing to get rid of anything that could hold you back. Lord, I receive your love, and I let that love forgive my brother. I let that love break off tiredness. I let, I let that love move me into your anointing. I let that love take me to your fullness. I let that love become manifest the overcomer that's in me. I let that love bring up in me what I already am in you. As you are in the world, so am I. I let your love, I receive your love so that I can move into the fullness. So what were we doing with all of that praising and praising and praying in, the tongue, in tongues and singing in the Spirit? What were we doing? We were receiving His love. Yeah, we were worshiping Him and thanking Him, but that's, that's how we move into these places of love. We were receiving His love. Why? So that then we can go forth and for the rest of the evening, we can pray like there's no tomorrow. Pray in the fullness of what He's finished. Pray in the fullness of His anointing. Not be held back and not bring the dregs, but bring the fresh oil of the prayers of God's ambassadors by the Spirit of His anointing, the Spirit of Christ. So right now, just stand on your feet and just pray this with me. Just say, Jesus, you said on the cross, it is finished. Now receive it. The finished work. Receive that finished work right now. Oh, glory to God. Yeah. Lord, anything that I, I, I hadn't got rid of yet, we lay down that spirit of heaviness, the leftovers, and we receive the anointed 
one of God. And His anointing to break every yoke. It's the anointing that breaks every yoke. We forgive. We lay it all down right now. Glory to God. Now just pray in the Holy Ghost. Ha ta ta so noble. Glory to God. What are you doing? You're stirring up the anointing. You're receiving of his love so that you can then love. Ah, hallelujah. Broma makariate dereya. So frekodonomo. Nanamia te debesto. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> Glory. Receive his joy. The opposite of heaviness is a freedom of joy. Ha 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 yedeneyoko. Bombara karaboso. Hidime korabosavaha. Bereme karei. Glory, glory. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Ha 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 ha. mamaka. Dinimea. Himba mamadono mamakaro, hero koro bahasa, sire kire koro doroma, dinga na blota doroma, shamba umbara bapaya, bimba brokoro bopinga, binga hau fete ni habo, mano toto para papani, hani hara hau fe, inga maloro nomaya, bena karabosoro, mana mosa viatalo, vira kloto no saba. Nimama korobia, bana mohebeboroba, bingara masahara, hari hebo, hari hebo, hari hebo ko, bana mokoravasa, heden kananolosi, shoma blakoro, bebe rikaraboso, bingara masa, hallelujah. You got something? Sopra kanamoso, hanamokoravandianto. Say it again. Go anyway. Mani antarara kofri. Hanamal savaha. Blimamate kanyata. Hallelujah. Oh, Shashaki Adadaya, the Desasaki. Yoko Bogoya, the Daya, the Desasaki, the Dish, Shaki, the Dagaya, the Day. Oh, Yadadaya, the Desasaki, the Degesha Shoko. Ye Catadaya, the Dosa Saki, the Daya, the Desasaki, the Day. Halalaya, Yadabesa Saki, the Day. So Yadadisa Sakaya, the Desha Shoko. Oh, ya get it, it is a sakaya, the daughter to go shaki. Ah, ya da da, so so go ya da da, ya da da. Ha la la la, ya ya da da, ya da da, saki. As Pastor was ministering, I just saw a vision of 
the enemy was being held down under our knees of praise. You know, as we bow in praise and adoration of our King, we hold the defeated enemy down. It is our praise and our love for God that defeats the lies and the deception. Right now, Lord, we empty ourselves of anything that's not of you. And Lord, we praise your holy name. So I thought this was for me, but maybe it's not. <laughs> Just the altar is open. And I really feel like right now is a time where we need to praise him. Not praising in song, but truly praising on our knees, at the altar, at your seat, wherever you've got to be, wherever you need to be. But praise Him. Mm. Lord, you are so good. You are so good, Father. You see, we can't fall for the lies and the deception when we're too busy praising your name. We can't hear the lies when we're focused on the truth of your love. Father, we praise you. Thank you, Lord. That we live in a country where we can freely proclaim your name. Thank you, Father. That we are free to come on a Friday night and praise you for hours. Lord, what an honor. What an honor that we can give this night to you. What an honor that we can be surrounded by people hungry for more of you. Lord, I praise you for each and every person here tonight that is hungry for you. Thank you, Lord, that it's not just me. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for family and friends that hunger after you, that we can walk with, iron sharpening iron, growing and chasing after more of you, Lord. Father, thank you for your word, that we have your word. We're not in a country where your word is outlawed. We don't have to go just off of memory. Lord, we've got your word in book form. We've got your word in electronic form. We've got your word where we can hear it. We've got your word where we can see it. We've got your word where we can hold it. Lord, thank you for your word. Father, I thank you for faith that we know your word is true. 
thank you Lord for manifestation of our salvation that we see it each and every day we walk in it we grow in it thank you Lord for your provision Lord, we thank you for fresh water. You know, it's the things that we take for granted that others would give anything for. Lord, thank you. We can take multiple showers a day. We can drink fresh water. Our kids can play in it. Thank you, Lord for the abundance of good food. Lord, we don't go without. We're not hungry. Father, thank you for nice clothes. Lord, none of us came in here smelling. None of us came in here wearing the same clothes we've worn for day after day after day. Lord, you've given us abundance of goodness. Father, thank you for the roof over our head. None of us are in a cardboard box. Lord, thank you for the warmth when we're cold and the coolness when we're hot. Father, thank you for transportation. That be it ours or the love of a friend, we were able to get here. Father, thank you for electricity and technology. Lord, that we can reach nations for you. Right here in little old Albemarle, we can reach nations for you because of the technology that you've given us, because of the awesome cameras that you've given us, because of the microphones and the soundboards and the lights and the outlets. Lord, thank you. Lord, thank you for nice chairs. We're no longer in hard, fold, metal chairs like we started. Lord, thank you for a cushion for our tushies. Lord, thank you for an altar that we can come to and cast our cares and praise your name. Father, so often we get in the busyness of the day that we take for granted all of these things. Lord, you have made us so rich. You have blessed us with so much. And Father, when we focus on you, when we think on that which is good and pure and lovely and worthy of praise, we don't have time to think about all the lies. 
Lord, I thank you that there is so much to praise your name for. Father, we thank you for the grass that we can lay on and look at the stars and we can see the stars. Lord, thank you for the beautiful trees that provide a shade and oxygen and beauty and wood. Lord, thank you for the beauty of the flowers and the changing leaves. God, you could have made everything monochromatic, but Lord, you chose abundance, even in the beauty of the colors for us. This isn't heaven, this is just earth. But yet because we're here, you wanted it beautiful for us. God, thank you for the smell of those flowers. Lord, I thank you for the smell of boxwood bushes. You know I like them. Lord, thank you for the beauty of dogwood trees. Thank you for the beautiful changing maples. Lord, we thank you for the abundance of pecans in our backyard and persimmons in our driveway. None of this was required, but you looked for ways to bless us. Thank you, Father, for stores that we can so easily go to and get groceries. Lord, thank you for fertile soil that we can plant gardens and grow our own. Father, thank you for pets that are just fun to have. Thank you, Lord, for our toys, little people toys and big people toys that are created just to bless us because you enjoy seeing us smile. You long to see us happy. Lord, thank you that you are our loving Father. Lord, we thank you that everything you do is to get your blessings to us. thank you for fresh air that we can breathe in deep and shout out your praise. How wonderful is your name.
Lord, we thank you for the ability to put on joy. And Father, right now, we choose to put on joy. We choose to put on praise. Lord, we choose to put on you. In you, we live and move and have our being. Lord, in you, we already have all things. Lord, we thank you for all being ours now, today, in this time. We're not waiting on it. We're not waiting on you. Lord, we have all and we have all now. And we praise you for it, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we have all. Thank you, Lord. We have deliverance. We have restoration. We have freedom. We have joy. We have peace. We have deliverance. We have prosperity. We have wholeness. We have health. We have riches beyond our wildest dream. I thank you, Lord, that when the world looks at us, they see you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the honor of getting to be you to the world. Lord, you abide in us. When they look at us, they see you. What an honor. You chose us to be your reflection to the world. You chose us to be your love to the world. You chose us to be your hands and feet to the world. What an honor. Lord, you could have done anything. You could have sent your angels to provide it. But you chose us to be your ambassadors. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for choosing me. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for knowing me. Thank you, Lord, for seeing me. Thank you, Father, for choosing to abide in me. Thank you, Lord for using me. Thank you, Lord, for blessing me. Thank you, Father, for anointing me. Thank you, Father, for flowing through me.
Thank you, Lord. We have some topics that we're going to pray about tonight, pray out, and um, first thing that we're going to pray out is it's time for an awakening. It's time for an awakening. The second thing we're going to pray out is confessions, is our confessions, and we're going to pray out, pray for our city, our region, our state, and our nation. And we're going to pray for our leaders, and then we're going to pray for Boomerang. And so as you have leading, I want you to pray. I want to remind you, uh, if you all sat here and watched all night, I'd be very disappointed. Uh, I want you interacting. I want you uh, praying with us. I want you moving with us. I want you, if the Lord leads you to get up and walk, get up and walk. If he leads you to run, run. If he leads you to dance, dance. But if he leads you to pray something out, grab the microphone and pray. Uh, just let one of us know. We want you to do that. Like Johnny had earlier, he had that word that was right on. And, uh, but let's pray out these things. And you know about uh, the awakening. There may be people that are watching that don't know. Uh, but I'll tell it to you again. Why? Because you need to hear the reality of the vision. When God gives a vision, it's for no purpose. And you know I was gone, and I got back after about a month in Africa. I woke up on Sunday morning, and that Sunday morning I wake up, and I hear these words booming in my spirit. It's time for an awakening. And you know that an awakening is not just a revival. A revival can revive a church, revive an area. An awakening will shake a whole region, will shake a whole nation, will shake a whole, uh, shake a whole, the whole world. It changes things. It it shuts down worldly things and open up opens up godly things. And then two days later, you know, I came in and I preached that. And two days later, Barrett has her vision. I'm going to ask her to give it again here in just a minute. But she has a vision, and the Lord says, it's time. It's time for an awakening. If we were awake, this place would be filled with prayers. It would be filled with prayers. Are we awake as a country? No. Are we awake as a church? No. Are we, are we beginning to wake up as a church? Yeah, we're beginning to wake up, but are we there? No. So then what do we need to do? We keep believing God, not dropping faith for the awakening of God to happen. Is the city awake? No. Is the county awake? No. Is the state awake? No. Is the nation? No. Is the world awake? No. But God said, it's time for an awakening. Now who carries the responsibility of praying in and awakening. We do. We do. We do. People that are here, people that are watching online. It's our responsibility to get to praying. In James chapter 5, the fervent, the earnest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous man, the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much and it releases a power dynamic in its working. Tremendous power, dynamic in its work, and that's James 5, 16, I believe, in the Amplified. It releases tremendous power, dynamic in its working. That's what's going on here tonight. There's a power being released as we 
pray. But it's our responsibility to be the ambassadors that pray the will of God be done on the earth as it is in heaven. God has spoken in heaven. It's time for an awakening. All right, then whose job is it to pray that his will is done on the earth? It's ours. Are you awake? Well, maybe. But is the awakening happened? No. If it had, you would see it. Is the beginning of the awakening, is the light dawning? It seems to be. It seems to be that people are starting to catch some things. But has it arrived? Is it in its fullness? Is there a full manifestation? No. Then whose job is it to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven? Ours. So that's what we're praying for tonight. Lord, awaken your people. Awaken your people. Awaken your people, Lord. Awaken your people. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Leave this copy up here. I want you to come and share that vision. And I want you to start this. This is not all yours to pray out. But you start it and let, let the Lord lead. Amen. So back in February, I was praying and what I saw was I saw I was in the heavens with Jesus and I was looking at the earth and at the top of the earth there was this thing that looked like an egg and the egg cracked at the top of the earth and this dark substance covered from the top all the way down to the bottom and it covered it top to bottom. There was no light. And the moment that darkness covered the entire earth, what I saw was Jesus taking a match and lighting it. And he threw that lit match. And he threw it and it landed at what looked to be the eastern seaboard of the United States of America. And the moment that match touched the earth, the entire earth was lit up with fire from top to bottom. It encompassed it. And in a moment, all of a sudden I was back in the throne room with Jesus and I saw him stand up on the throne and say, it's time. It's time. It's beyond time. It's time. And tonight something is shifting when we pray. Lord, join your faith with this prayer. Lord, before a nation, before a city, before a town can wake up, we must be awakened. Lord, wake up us up. Amen. Amen. From the youngest to the oldest, wake us up now. Wake us up. Let that be your confession. Say, God, wake me up. Wake me up. I refuse to slumber. I refuse to sleep. I wake up now. Now, now, this moment, I wake up. God, help us. Help us, God. Wake us up. Stir that hunger on the inside of us. Let there be a stirring, a fervent stirring. We must wake up first. We've got to wake up. We've got to wake up first. Before we can remove a plank in somebody else's eye, we've got to remove the log in ours. Lord, help us to wake up. Help us to wake up. Let us not look at our neighbor. Let us not look at the city and just think that we're doing good in comparison. Compared to Jesus, we're not awake yet. We need you. We need the awakening. We need the Holy Spirit.
the baptism of fire. God, we need you. When we're touched with the fire of God, something changes, something breaks, something shifts. We're not going to be able to stay in the status quo. We're going to be moving. We're going to be moving. Lord, we thank you that your you Lord, help our words tonight not be empty, but be faith-filled. But be faith-filled. Lord, when we leave here tonight, let there be a fire that is stoked on the inside of us. A fire that burns. A fire that rages. Not just a tiny match, but let us be consumed with the fire of God. Lord, one touch from you tonight is all it takes. One moment, one encounter, you're all we need. We don't need a big hoopla. We don't need a big production. We don't need smoke and mirrors. We need you. God, we need you. We need you, Lord. We repent right now for having relied on things other than ourselves. We repent for relying on medicine and logic and doctors and stats and stock markets and our jobs and our family. Lord, anything that's not you, we repent for leaning on those things, leaning on our own understanding. Our own understanding has us in this situation. It's not enough. We need you. Lord, we repent for having needed anything else. You're our everything. You're what we need. In you, there is the breath of life. In you, there's the bread of life. In you, there's the word of life. In you, there's only life. We need you. Wake us up. Wake us up to our great need of you. Wake us up, God. Help us to wake up. Help us to wake up ourselves. Lord, tonight, let us get honest with ourselves. We haven't been awake yet. It's why the church isn't packed out. It's why the souls aren't in the thousands. That's why it's there is because we haven't been awakened. But that changes tonight. That changes tonight. There's a new day dawning in Boomerang. There's a new day dawning for this people. And the darkness isn't just retreating, it's fleeing. Because there's an awakening happening in this house. There's an awakening happening in this body. It's happening tonight. We wake up. We hear your word and we do your word. We wake up. We wake up. We will not slumber. We will not sleep. God, we will wake up. We abide in you. And God, as we abide in you, there's nothing else that we need. It's not just in the book of Acts that the testimony will be, these are the ones that have turned the world upside down. That's going to come out of Boomerang. That's going to come out of North Carolina. That's going to come out of the United States of America. These are the ones that turned the world upside down for me. These are the ones that allowed me to touch them with my fire, and they caused a fire that burned so brightly that it ushered in my return. Lord, it's happening because we're lining ourselves up with you right now. 
I ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you reveal to us what those things have been that have caused us to slumber, that have caused us to sleep. Show us what that stuff has been. Show us what the spiritual junk food has been. Show those things to us. Holy Spirit, you're the revealer. You're the teacher. You're the helper. Help us. Show us where we've loved to hit the snooze button. Make it plain. Make it clear. Let us see it. And then empower us with a backbone that comes from heaven, a backbone that doesn't bend to the world. Lord, let us have the backbones of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that wouldn't bend and they would not burn. Let us be, let us be like men and women of God. God, wake us up. Shine your light, Lord, on areas that we don't even know are darkened. Reveal those things to us. Reveal the hidden things that our flesh and the enemy would love to just keep in this deep, dark, dirty closet. Lord, expose them for what they are. Deceptions. Expose them for what they are. Lies. So that we can move into the truth. Help us to see further than we've ever seen before. Lord, your people perish for lack of knowledge. Lord, let us not perish because we don't have a knowledge of what an awakening looks like or what we're called to do in the awakening. Give us vision from heaven tonight. Let us see with eyes of hope. Let us see with eyes of promise. Let us see. I wake up and I refuse to sleep. Christ is shining on me. Make that your declaration tonight. I wake up. I refuse to sleep. Christ is shining on me. Hallelujah. Lord, shine on us. Shine on us. Shine on us. Lord, your face is toward us. You don't move an ounce. You don't move one variable away from looking directly at us. Let tonight be the night where we turn back to you. If there's darkness, it's because we've turned, not because you've turned. Lord, but tonight we recalibrate ourselves. We recalibrate ourselves to heaven. We recalibrate ourselves to what your normal is. We don't just sit by in partial darkness. No, we turn our full face toward your full face. You're for us. Your whole face is toward us. Your glory, it's ours. Your power, your presence, it's for us. Let us not cut ourselves short of what you want us to have. We wake up tonight. Lord, give us a spirit of wisdom, of revelation, and the knowledge of Christ. Give us that spirit. Give us that wisdom. Give us that hope, God. Give it to us.
Ondo shokombo kombuende kebeke. Onkoriati akalanda shakombo kumboko. Ondo kombo kore keriati akalanda shakamboko bo. Ephesians 5 and verse 14, if you can put it up. It says, Son kore keshe kesende. For this reason, it says, Awake sleeper and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. We wake up and we refuse to sleep because Christ is shining on us. Now we're going to say, these are confessions, so we're going to activate our faith by saying these out loud. I wake up. I refuse to fall asleep. Christ is shining on me. Yeah, he is. Ephesians 1. Verse 17 through 19 says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you, say me, a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Jesus, give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of, in the knowledge of Christ. May the eyes of my heart be enlightened. May I know the hope of your calling, the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and the surpassing greatness of your power toward me. I believe. Amen. Ephesians 3 verse 16 through 19. Y'all, Ephesians is a book of confessions. Like, I tell you what. <laughs> verse 16 says that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with the power through his spirit in the inner man. <laughs> it's not even our power, y'all, it's his. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you, say me, being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Jesus, strengthen me with power through the Holy Spirit. May I be rooted and grounded in love. May I comprehend what is the breadth and length and height and depth and know the love of Christ. May I know how big, how wide, how deep, and how high your love for me is. 
May I be filled up to the fullness of God. <laughs> and then Colossians, the last one for the spiritual awakening one. Colossians 1, verse 9 through 12 says, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it. Nope, not nine. Nope, yeah, nine. <laughs> we have not ceased to pray for you and ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So that you will walk. Say, I will walk. I will walk. Yeah, you will. In a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might, for the attaining of all steadfastness, all patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to share the inheritance of the saints in the light. Say, I'm qualified. I'm qualified. I'm qualified. I cannot be disqualified. Jesus qualified me. So I'm qualified for my inheritance. How I walk pleases God. I bear fruit. I'm strengthened with power. And I am qualified to share in the inheritance of the saints and of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we thank you that tonight we wake up, not just for a moment, for a lifetime, for an eternity. We wake up now in Jesus' name. So you know how you have those like Doug Wilbur moments? So I had a dull Wilbur moment. Did you know God does not need sickness to teach us anything? Did you know God does not need calamity and destruction to wake up the world? You know who he needs? Me. You. When the church is woke, we'll wake up. An alarm clock that's buzzing, wakes up. It is time for the church, for me, for you, to be so full of the goodness and love of God that we won't shut up. It's the alarm clock that won't go off. You are the wake-up call to the world. He said it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. The world is not going to wake up with a different president. The world is not going to wake up with a flip of a calendar. The world is not going to wake up with death and destruction. The only way the world will wake up is when you and I get woke and refuse to shut up. Lord, fill my lips with your goodness and your love. Father, I commit to you tonight. I will be so full of you, so full of your goodness, so full of testimony, so full of your love that the world can't shut me up. I refuse to shut up. I am your wake-up call to the world. Father, I thank you for using us. 
thank you, Father, for waking us up tonight. Lord, thank you. <laughs> thank you that waking up the world is so easy and fun. Yo, it doesn't get any easier. This is so great. This is literally, we just run from person to person to person and say, God is good. Let me tell you about Jesus. This is how we wake up the world. Oh my gosh, it doesn't get any easier. It doesn't get any more fun. Piss the devil off by refusing to shut up. Every morning, there's the saying, what is it? Be the kind of woman that when her feet hits the floor, God's, or Satan says, ah, crap, she's up. Well, dude, you're not a she, but you can be he. That needs to be our testimony. Satan needs to say, Lord, just five minutes, make them shut up. And God's going to go, <laughs> I can't. How awesome is that? I mean, really. We sit here tonight and it's like. Y'all just don't know. Y'all, we just don't know. If we knew, like we smile and nod that we know. We wouldn't have to convince each other to get excited. See, when we know, we won't shut up. When we really know, you know, you think about it. I've got Luke. If, some, if somehow his life was in danger and Jared came and saved him, what am I going to do every time I'm around Jared and a new person walks up? Let me, let me introduce you to the man that saved my son. Man, the bus was coming and Jared just like swooped right in and pulled my son out of the way. He lives today because this man put himself at risk to save my son. Let me introduce you. But do we do the same thing? with the Savior of the world, not just one, but me and you and you and you and all of them out there? Are we as excited to tell people about the goodness of God? You see, tomorrow, unfortunately, the truth of the matter is this church won't be full of people coming to win souls. The truth of the matter is, yes, there are some with legitimate things but there's going to be some watching on live stream, maybe even some here tonight. You know, it's just, it's a busy week and we've got church on Sunday and I just, I've got to get the laundry done. I've got to get the grocery shopping done. I've got to get the kids, you know, I've got the kids. If I didn't have the kids, I would come. We'll make excuse after excuse. But the truth of the matter is if we truly knew what our king did, oh, we'd be grabbing the kids by the arm and saying, come on, you're going to come tell people what Jesus did too. You see, we're not awoke when we make excuses. And we've all done it. But no more. 
We're not making excuses anymore. We're not trying to fit in with our friends. We're not trying to make our family happy. We're not trying to check the box and get the chores done. That stuff will have to get done somehow or another. God's going to have to miraculously make it happen because I'm too busy seeking after him. His word tells me that if I seek him first, he'll add all things. I don't know how he's getting it done. I don't have any AI robots in my house, but somehow my house is going to be kept because I'm seeking after my king. Somehow the groceries will have to manifest because I'm going to be busy telling people about their savior. How's it get done? I don't know. I don't care. All I know is that there's a lost and dying world, and I know the answer. And I have the answer in my hand to give to people. And when we realize the answer to every problem is in our hand, we won't shut up. If you had a million dollars, what would you do? My mama's house be paid off. Brian's parents' houses be paid off. Every bill be paid off. I'd be looking for all y'all that needing something, and I'd be paying them off too. Like, I'd be running around looking for people to bless. And yet, that's green paper. We are not limited by green paper. I have everything you need. I have everything they need. You now have everything they need. You now have everything you need. Your solution isn't in another donut or a diet. It's not in buying one more thing, getting married or having kids. Your solution is in God. We've got to rub our eyes and look and see the answer is right there. Then spend every day shouting it from the rooftop. Wake up, world! The answer is here. Don't cry anymore. The provision is here. Stop hungering. I've got the buffet. What an honor. What a blessing. That we get to be the wake-up call. But not like an annoying alarm clock. We're only annoying to the enemy. Like, what's the best alarm clock? You know, I mean, for kids, it's like, you know, Christmas morning. You know, the best alarm clock for me was, y'all sent us to Hawaii last year. The alarm clock got off that day, and I'm like, it's time to get up. <laughs> I know what today is. It's Hawaii day. Like, there was no snooze. I'm pretty sure on that day I woke up before the alarm clock woke up. That's what we get to be to the world. We get to be that to the world. You now in this time get to be that to the world.
you, Lord. Lord, I thank you. When they see me coming, they smile because they see you. Thank you, Lord, when they hear me speak. Oh, they're so blessed because they hear you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Yeah. You see the world. Oh, how dumb they are. You know, the world will try to say, oh, you don't have a degree, you're not good enough. You don't make enough money, you're not good enough. You don't look like him or her, you're not good enough. And God looks and says, you're everything I created you to be. You are so full of my goodness. You are so full of my grace. You are so full of everything this world needs. Now go and pour it out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are full of you. Thank you, Father, that daily we are filled with your Holy Spirit, your fire, and your love. Thank you, Father, that you pour it out daily. Your mercies are new every morning. You never leave us nor forsake us. You are always filling us to the full, to the overflow, because it's me that gets to wake up the world. Thank you, Father, for waking me up to your truth. I thank you, Lord, that the world will not have to meet destruction before they wake up. Thank you, Lord, that you sent me into the world to wake them up to your truth and your love. They will escape chaos because I bring your love to them. What an honor, Lord, that you use me to be a blessing. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for this revelation tonight. And Father, I thank you that you remind me daily. I don't have to shut up. You remind me daily of reasons not to shut up. I am your dedicated and committed alarm clock. Thank you, Father, for filling me with an alarming praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Liechoto oriesata iechonoto sonoto loriechata. Earlier when Pastor was up here, I was walking in the back and praying, and I just felt like Lord was 
sharing something to me, so I sent it to the pastor, and what I was getting was, you know, the, the shaking is the feet of the church that's starting to move, and what we're called to move in, what we're called to be, the boldness that we're called to walk into, and even when you tiptoe, there's a vibration that happens. And then what my mind went to was the scene in Jurassic Park with the cup in the water. They could barely hear it way off, but then they seen the, the ripple effect. That's what's been happening is the church has been waking up. We're starting to step into what we're called to be. And it's been a shaking that started happening. But as the church begins to walk in the boldness that we're called to walk in, the steps become a stronger step. The vibrations become bigger. The effect becomes bigger. The ripple effect is not just here, but it goes out further. That's what's happening. It's like the cadence of a military marching in the battle. The more that unify, the louder that gets, the bigger impact that it has. We're, we're called to walk into a unity. That's what, we're, that's what we're here tonight. We're here tonight in unity, praying these things out. This is where it starts. It starts here. This is where the step gets louder. This is where that vibration starts amplifying. It's because we come together in unity, praying for our country. The church is waking up. We've all seen things. We've all seen a shift. That's why we're here. That's why there's a hunger in us that says, you know what, I'm gonna be there from six to 12. I've worked all day, I'm gonna be there. Nothing's gonna stop me. We are the army of God. We are the body. Jared, Kevin, Chris, Abby, William, Eo, we are. Doesn't matter your age, you're a part of this body, you're a part of the army. You're a part of that cadence. Everything that you do has an effect. We've been hearing it's time for awakening for a while. And some of us is just now starting to catch. That's all right. The point is that the church is waking up. That time is coming in. But see, we're not just like an army that's marching into battle. You know, armies march in and in their head, you know, there's things going through their mind, but we're already victorious. So we don't walk in with our flesh telling us, well, this might not work out best for you. No, we're walking in knowing that we've already got the victory. So there's no doubt in our minds, there's no doubt in our souls that we know that we've already been made victorious. So then we walk with a boldness. We walk with a swagger because we know that can't nothing touch us. There's a smile on our face because we know that we're already victorious in it. So when that happens, there's a joy that happens and then all of a sudden you start getting a little bounce in your step. And guess what? When you get a little bounce in your step, there's a little bit, we have an old house. Kids start running, they start jumping up and down and you can feel it across the house. Oliver, four years old, jumps in the kitchen, you can feel it in the living room. 
It's an older house. Something about that. That's why the devil wants to take our joy. It's a strength that we've been given. It's something that whenever the enemy tries to come at us, it's something so easy to put on. But our flesh makes it so difficult. But when we know who we are in the army of God, we know that we've been made victorious, there's no reason why we shouldn't be joyful. And when I was getting that, kept taking me to, to Joel chapter 2. The sound of the trumpet, sound the trumpet in Jerusalem. Raise the alarm of my whole, on the, my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. It is a day of, <clears throat> of darkness and gloom, a day of thick clouds and deep blackness. Suddenly, like dawn, spreading across the mountains, a great and mighty army appears. Whew. Nothing like it has ever been seen before or will ever be seen again. Fire burns in front of them and the flames follow after them. Ahead of them, the land lies as beautiful as the Garden of Eden. Behind them, nothing, is, nothing but desolation. Not one thing escapes. They look like horses. They charge forward like war horses. Look at them as they leap along the mountaintops. Listen to the noise they make. Whew. The church is making a noise right now. That's what you're hearing. That's the awakening. The church is waking up. We're starting to get a little noisy. And the people don't like it. The devil don't like it. So he's going to try to fight it. And that's what's been happening. You look at everything. They're trying to shut the church up. Why? Because the church is waking up and knowing who we are. And if they let that happen, there's nothing that can be done. We're getting a little noisy. Whew. They make like the rumbling of chariots, like the roar of fire sweeping across a field of stubble, or like a mighty army moving into battle. Fear grips all the people. Every face grows pale with terror. The attackers march like warriors and scale city walls like soldiers. Straight forward they march, never breaking rank. They never jostle each other. Each moves in exactly the right position. We're called to be here. We're planted here for a reason. Why? Because there's a position that you hold. No matter where it's at in the church, there's a position that you hold, and that's what you're called to. If I'm called to stand here, Phil's in the front. If I'm not where I'm at, who's got Phil's back? It doesn't matter if you're in the front of the church or if you're in the back of the church cleaning the toilet, if you're taking the trash out, or if you're greeting out a door or parking somebody in the parking lot. There's a position that you got to hold, that you're called to hold. Because that face you have in the parking lot smiling as you're pointing somebody in the car, that could be the thing that changes their day, that changes the attitude as they walk in the door, that when they get in here, they hear the word and something awakes inside of them. There's a position that we're called to hold. They break through defenses without missing a step. No matter what tries to come against you, you don't lose your stride. We can't lose our stride because we're victorious. 
They swarm over the city and run, run along its walls. They enter all the houses, climbing like thieves through the windows. The earth quakes. <laughs> As they advance. That shaking in, the church is waking up. The church is advancing. The church is pushing back the darkness. That's what you're seeing. That's what you're seeing. That's why there's such a push to stop the church right now. Because we're waking up. We're pushing back. And they know once the momentum starts, you can't stop it. You can't stop a freight train once it's rolling down the tracks. Your best chance is before it starts, that wheel starts to turn. That's the only hope you got. Because once that engine starts pumping, there ain't nothing you can do to stop it. The sun and moon grow dark, and the stars no longer shine. The Lord is at the head of the column. He leads them with a shout. This is his mighty army, and they follow his orders. Not what we want to do, not what our flesh tells us to do, but we come together because he's called us here tonight. Because when we come here tonight in unity like we're called to do and hold the positions that we're called to hold in this region, in this county, things are happening. Things are breaking. Things are waking up. The darkness is being pushed back because we're doing what we're called to do. It's something. This has been a long week. And pastors up here earlier tonight talking about, you know, your flesh screaming at you, saying, don't, don't do that. That's the enemy pushing back right now because he knows there's something that's coming alive tonight. There's a fire that's starting to rise up in each and every one of us tonight. That if it happens, guess what tomorrow is? It's soul winning Saturday. The momentum's starting. He can't stop it. That's why we're here. This has been a long week, but I wasn't going to miss it. No matter what he tried to put on me, I'm not gonna, it's not going to happen. Because I have a position that I've got to hold. I have a spot in the army that I have to hold. And if I'm not there, then that makes that wall vulnerable. But I have to be there. No matter what my flesh tells me, I have to be there because there's something bigger at stake than what my flesh thinks. And then you go to skip down to verse 28. Then after doing all those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will Old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. In those days, I will pour out my spirit, even on servants, men and women alike, and I will cause wonders in the heavens and on the earth. Woo! Man, have we seen some signs and wonders happening. His anointing's being poured out right now. Right now as we're sitting here. It's been poured out on every, not just the person standing up here with the mic, but every one of us. But just like any gift, we have to accept it. But man, once we accept it, something starts coming alive. There's a vibration that starts happening every time I put my foot down. And guess what? It's just like before when we've talked about fire, when you start walking in and it starts catching people. Well, if I start, if Serena's standing here and I start jumping up and down, she's gonna feel it. No matter if she wants to, her body's gonna start doing this. Well, then what's she gonna do? She's gonna eventually join in then it's just going to keep going. It's a ripple effect. 
You can't thump the water and not affect something all the way on the other side of the pond. That thumping's happening right now in Albemarle. It's happening tonight. There's an awakening that's happening. It's been happening. But as we purpose ourselves and we give ourselves to Him, things are changing. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your strength that you give us, Father. We thank you for each and every gift that you've given us, Father. Father, we give ourselves to you. You are our captain of the army. You call the orders, Father, and we line up. Father, you sound the horn. And we take rank. Father, we thank you. We're ready to march into this city. We're taking this city back. Because of you, the strength that you've given us, the words that you've given us, Father. The anointing that you're pouring out is going to affect this city. And it starts right here. It starts here with the hunger that we have, Father, for youth, for greater things. Father, we just hunger after you. And we know when we hunger after you, we will be filled. You're pouring your spirit out on us right now. We thank you. We thank you that Albemarle will be shaken. That Stanley County will be shaken. North Carolina will be shaken. The United States will be shaken. Why? Because the movement starts here. That vibration starts here. Father, we line up with you. And we know that when we do it, nothing can stand against us. Because we're a great and mighty army of you, Father. You back us, Father. And wherever we go, you're with us. And where you're at, Father, there's victory. So everywhere I place my foot, I'm victorious. Wherever we place our feet, we're victorious. Whether it's in the Walmart parking lot, we're victorious. We thank you. We thank you that we don't have to do it alone, that you give us everything that we need. Everything. Nothing can come against us. Not sickness, not poverty. Nothing can come against us. We are in a victorious army. Pushing back the darkness for you, Father. Doing what we're called to do, Father. Putting our flesh down and putting you on. Giving ourselves to you. Emptying ourselves of us and filling ourselves up with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. <laughs> we thank you that you find us worthy to be in your army. We thank you that you love us even through our messes, 
You still love us. Even when we've been sleeping on the job, you still love us and you wake us up. Thank you. Thank you for using us. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Is there anyone that has a leading right now to pray for it's time for an awakening? If you do, come quickly. Come quickly. This call for its time isn't a call to stay in what we're comfortable with. We can't, it's a call to go to new places. And we can't go to new places unless we get out of what has been comfortable. We can't go and grow without change. Growth without change is impossible. So Lord, we pray, we thank you that you have given us the strength to grow out of our comfort zones. You have given us the wisdom, everything that we are supposed to do, you guide us in. Thank you for giving us that inkling in our heart that we need to grow. Thank you for showing us the things that we need to put aside. Thank you for showing us the things that we need to pick up. Thank you for showing us what we need to change in. And thank you that it's easy. Thank you that you've made it so easy. All we have to do is just listen to you in humility. So right now, Lord, we cast off everything that's been holding us back from growth. We cast it off now because it is time to grow. It is time to wake up. And it is time to change. Anyone else?
Glory to God. Father, we just received, it is time for an awakening. It's not time to sit back. It's not time to just uh, go back to sleep. It's not time to hit the snooze button. It's time for an awakening. It's time to pray, not just at prayer night, not just at Friday night prayer, but Lord, let us all be praying for an awakening every single day. Lord, help to wake us up. Help to wake us up. Help to wake us up, Lord. Help us to wake up. And we pray, Lord, let your awakening come. Let your light shine. Lord, let your glory wake us up. Let your excitement and expectation be felt in the hearts of men. Lord, help to wake us up. Help us to see so clearly what's out there for us. What do you call normal, Lord? What is our inheritance? What's the fullness of your glory that we should be walking in? Lord, help us to have a hunger and a thirst for your things. Lord, let us not fall back into a slumber, fall back into average, fall back into mediocre. But Father, let us move to the fullness of your glory. Let us move into the awakening that you have on your heart. Lord, let us purpose ourselves and be intentional. Father, just say this with me as you're watching online or you're here. Just say this with me. Say, Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to be awakened. I want to walk in your awakening. And I want to be used in your awakening. Lord, I ask you, use me. Wake me up to these things. Let me be used. Let me not fall asleep. I hunger for you. I thirst for you. I thirst for your hand on this land. I hunger for your mercy to be poured out. For your power to be poured out. For your love to be poured out. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Just say this with me. Say, I commit to be awake and to be used in your awakening. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. 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 Earlier this week, we talked about the importance of confessing the Word. The importance of confession. On Lunch Plus, we talked about the importance of confession. Confession, Christianity has been called the great confession. It, we need to have the Word of God on our mouth. And if we are not speaking God's Word, we are literally being disobedient to His command. We must speak His Word. We must speak what He says. We must speak His promises. We must speak what His character and nature is in our lives. And we should not ever speak what the corruption in the world says. We should never speak the curse we should always speak the blessing of God, the character and nature of God, who's not withholding any good thing. Yeah. We should always speak the blessing and not the curse. The blessing and not the curse. And so right now we're going to go into a time of these confessions. And Buddy's going to lead you in that. 
And he's going to show you the scriptures as well that backs them up. And we're going to go into that. I want you to see the scriptures and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And then I want you to release your faith as you confess these confessions over you. Amen? Up. No, no. I just was supposed to leave those papers up there. Uh, you had more to say. Hello, hello, hello. Test. Test. There it is. We're going to be walking through our confessions and we're going to be um, looking through scriptures. But before I stepped in, before, before you know, uh, I came back forward, the one of the scriptures that came to my mind was in James chapter 3 where um, the Bible says uh, as a ship as big as it is is steered by such a small rudder you know um, it talks he's talking about the tongue so our lives are steered by the words of our mouths we know that the Proverbs says death and life are in the power of the tongue and actually uh, um, in James chapter 3 he goes on to talk about how a small spark can set such a huge fire and he's talking about the tongue, how a small spark can set such a huge fire, set a whole world ablaze. You know, uh, that, that's what the power of a small spark does. And now, uh, now he says that the, the tongue, the untamed tongue, is set on fire by hell. But we recognize that there's a fire that's more consuming than the fire of hell. That's, God is an all-consuming fire. And the Bible says uh, in, John, in John chapter 1, um, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. God is an all-consuming fire. So when we speak the Word of God with our mouths, there's a fire. That, and, and I'm just thinking about, you know, we've been talking about fire a lot tonight. You know, we've, we've been talking about it a lot, you know, e even with Barrett's vision, you know, uh, where, where the, the, the match hits the earth and the whole earth is set ablaze. I mean, when we begin to speak these things out, it, the, the sparks, it, it, we're setting a bunch of sparks. And let me tell you, you have a bunch of sparks in one room. There's going to be a fire that takes place. So as we make these confessions, we're going to be, we're going to be reading through the word uh, and then we'll be declaring these confessions. So let the word of God build up your faith uh, before we jump into these, conf as, as we're jumping into these confessions. But our first confession, we know it, it's we walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. But we're going to, let's look at the scriptures first. Ephesians 1.3. Ephesians 1.3 says this. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every, say every, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. There's, hear that, there's no heavenly spiritual blessing that you don't already have access to. Uh, Ephesians 1, 9 through 12 says this God has now revealed to us his mysterious his uh, revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ which is to fulfill his own good plan and this is the plan at the right time he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ uh, everything in heaven and on earth furthermore because we are united with Christ we have received an inheritance from God we have received an inheritance from God. We have received an inheritance from God. We've already received it. It's already been given to us. We're not waiting for the inheritance on the, on the sweet by and by. We have received it now. 
we have received an inheritance from God, for He chose us in advance, and may and He makes everything work out according to His plan. Oh, that's beautiful. Let's look at a. Uh, 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. And if you can be popping those up there, if you can get them quicker, then I can flip through these pages. But 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4 says this. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Or or, uh, by His divine power, God has given... Oh, you you already got the, the... New living. Uh, But all things pertaining to life and godliness. He has given it to us. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need to live a godly life. How beautiful is that? It's already done. And then we're going to end with Ephesians 4.13. All right. Can you just pop it up in the New American? Because I don't have a New American on here. I mean, this is New Living. Or I guess I can borrow Barrett's. Ephesians 4.13 Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Now with that in mind, let's, let's put confession number one on the screen. And with all those scriptures in mind, let's declare this. We're declaring the word of God. The sparks are the sparks are igniting tonight. As you're declaring this, this is this is manifesting in your life now. All right? Uh, let's say this together. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. Now make it personal. I walk in the full manifestation of my inheritance in Christ. And now let's just say this. It's mine now. now. He already gave it to me. me. I already have it. I already possess it. it. It's mine. mine. I walk walk in the full full manifestation manifestation of my inheritance in Christ. Now look, let's, let's look at confession number two. Uh, can you get Deuteronomy 8.18 ready? Deuteronomy 8.18. Confession number two, we know this. We are out of debt and we carry a, de- uh, and we carry a debt-canceling anointing and we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Deuteronomy 8.18 says, oh wow, I opened one page away. That's always a good feeling. Deuteronomy 8.18, But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the power to make wealth. How beautiful is that? God alone is the, is the one who gives you the power to make wealth. That He may confirm His covenant, which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. Hear that. He gives you the power to gain wealth. Not just, you know, not just so that we can have wealth, but because He is a covenant God. He's a God of His word. To confirm his covenant that he's made. God God gives you the power to create wealth. Because he already said, I'm going to give you the power to create wealth. When you walk in covenant with me, I'm going to give you that power to create wealth. How awesome is that? Deuteronomy 28.12. Deuteronomy 28.12. Here's what it says. Then the Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens. 
to give rain in your land in its season and to bless all, say all, all, <laughs> all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations and you shall not borrow. How much of an abundance do you have to have to lend to many nations <laughs> and not borrow? Let's look at 2 Corinthians 9.8. 2 Corinthians 9.8. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that always, say always. always. You know what, let's start at the beginning. And God is able to make all, all. grace abound to you, so that always, always. having all sufficiency, in Everything. you may have an abundance for Everything. good deed. Every good work. That covers everything. All, all, you know what all means in the Greek? All, yeah. So with that in mind, let's, let's put up confession number two. Confession number two. And let's declare it. This is the word of God. Let's declare this over our lives. We are out of debt and carry a debt-canceling anointing. And we flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. Now let's make it personal. I am out of debt. And I carry a debt-canceling anointing. And I flow in supernatural abundance for every good work. For every good work. For every good work. Because, you know, there's a lot of alls that we just read. For every good work. Now we're going to go into confession number three. If you want to get Matthew 8, 17 ready. Matthew 8, 17. This is confession number three. It says, we have divine health in our bodies now. And we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Matthew 8, 17. Here's what it says. It says, This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. That's what Jesus did. That's who Jesus was. He himself, on himself, he took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. Now let's look at uh, 1 Peter 2.24. Another prophecy by Isaiah fulfilled. 1 Peter 2.24. Oh, wow, that was quick. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. Let's read that last part together. Well, I don't know what happened in my throat right there. For by his wounds, I was healed. By his wounds, I was healed. Were is an obvious past tense verb. That means it's already been done. That means we're not waiting for it to take place. We're not waiting for it to happen. It already happened. Amen. Now let's look at Mark 16, 18. Mark 16, 18. 
I don't know why I keep trying to flip there. You always beat me to it. It just makes me feel like I'm doing something. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, now who, 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 who is this? Those who believe, right? These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they'll cast out devils. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will. There's no other option. It's not, well, you know, maybe we'll see what's going to happen, you know. No, these signs follow those who believe. When we believe, they will recover. We'll lay hands on the sick, they will recover. There's no other option. Again, it, it, you see that same thing in James chapter 5 when he says, call the elders of the church, they'll lay hands, you know, anointing them with oil, and the prayer offered in faith shall make the sick person well. That, it's biblical. There, there's no other option, but these signs follow those who believe. So let's confess with our mouth and believe in our heart when we make this confession. Amen? Confession number three. Oh, say this with your, say this with oomph, if that's a thing. Say it with, with believe it as you speak it. You're speaking, you're calling things as though they are. You're calling these things out because they are. You know, whether we see it in the natural realm, it doesn't really matter. See, because God's the one, the all-consuming fire, He's the one that calls things that are not as though they are. And we're calling things that might, we might not see them in the natural, but we're reaching into a supernatural realm and we're drawing them in with our confession. Confession number three. We have divine health in our bodies now. And we carry an anointing for supernatural healing. Now make it personal. I have divine health in my body now and I carry an anointing for supernatural healing praise God hoo haha <laughs> all right Isaiah 54 17 we're jumping into confession number four every weapon formed against us is exposed will not prosper and is destroyed Isaiah 54 17 I can start flipping. That makes it come quicker. <laughs> I don't even remember where Isaiah is. I'm just kidding. I just got there. Isaiah 54, 17. I usually get it up when I'm like two pages away. 54, 17. I'm scrolling down. Oh, it's literally one page away. All right. No weapon... That is formed against you. Wait, wait, wait. How many weapons? No. Okay, thank you. <laughs> no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. And every tongue that ac accuses you in judgment, who will condemn it? I will. You will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. You hear the authority in that? No weapon that is formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that accuses you in judgment, you will condemn. This is the, inherit this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. Huh. Amen. Uh, Matthew 10.26 Matthew 10, 26. 
Therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be revealed. That rhymes. Sorry. There is nothing concealed. That's just like, I like that. There is nothing concealed that will not be revealed or hidden. (laughs) I love that. Or hidden that will not be known. So the things that the enemy is literally trying to form against you, those weapons, you can't be blindsided because it it'll be revealed. It'll be revealed. And then you'll be able to put your finger on it and kick it like, like a football. I don't know. I, I just had the, the picture of Charlie Brown, but it's not going to happen like Charlie Brown where he misses it. There, there's, there's no Lucy. Yeah. We rebuke Lucy in Jesus' name. First John three eight. I don't know where the heck that came from. First John three eight. I'm sure it's the anointing. Maybe. All right. The one who practices sin is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose: to destroy the works of the devil. That's why Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And question. Who's in you? Who empowers you? Christ and his anointing is in you to destroy the works of the devil. So let's make this declaration, confession. Let's make it. Confession number four. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed. Let's make it personal because we've done this. But there's, some, there's something powerful when we make the dec- that declaration over ourselves too. Every weapon formed against me is exposed. It will not prosper and is destroyed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let's do that one more time. Every weapon formed against me is exposed will not prosper, and is destroyed. It's done. It's finished. It's done. It's crushed. It's destroyed. The the devil might have been typing out this big, long essay. I've heard uh, Teddy talk about this. Have you ever been, like, typing out, like, a, a, a paper, and then all of a sudden the power goes out and you lost everything? Have you ever had that feeling? I mean, now everything auto saves, but, like, if you've... Okay, thank you. Some people understand where you like do all this work and then it's gone. All right, well, here's the thing. The devil's been forming it. We just rebuked it and, yeah. and God just pulled out yeah. the cord and he lost everything. Yeah. And now he's frustrated. Praise God. <laughs> all right, confession number five, 1 Corinthians 13, 13. This confession says, we walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. There's so much in that confession. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. But now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Faith, hope, and love abide. These three. And the greatest of these is love. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 1, 3. determining the beach at this time. Ah! 
That's okay. Constantly bearing in mind your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the presence of our God and Father. Hmm. So, what's that first word? Does it ever end? Nope. Thanks for helping me process through that. Ephesians 4.13 We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. Ephesians 4.13 Until we all obtain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. The fullness. To the full, say that, to the fullness. Nothing missing. Nothing missing. To the fullness. Oh, I don't know what happened there. All right, let's look at Ephesians 4.16. Just a couple verses over. From whom the whole body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies. Every joint. That means all of us are supplying something. None of us are not supplying something. Every joint supplies according to the proper working of each individual part. Each individual part causes the growth of the body for the building up, for building up of itself in love. Amen. Proverbs 11.30. I feel like this is going to be a challenge for myself. The fruit of the righteous, the fruit of the righteous, is a tree of life, and he who is wise wins souls. He who is wise wins souls. He who is wise does what? Are you wise? Do you win souls? Praise God. All right, let's look at. A couple more. Second Corinthians five eighteen. Second Corinthians five eighteen. Okay. Now all these things are from God, who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Hmm. What ministry? Reconciliation. What's our, what's, our, what's our ministry? Be reconciled with God. We are Christ's ambassadors. That's our job. That's who we are. We're ambassadors of heaven, bringing the ministry of reconciliation. And what is our message? Be reconciled to God. Last one, Hebrews 1.9. Hebrews 1.9. Okay, that was quick. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Just say that. I have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Mm. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. 
You're above, not beneath. Why? Because you have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness. I have more joy. I have more hope. I have more peace. So let's make this declaration. Confession number five. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. Now make it personal. I walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. I win souls. I love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and I am anointed by God. Mm, there's so much in there. Oh, you got my little jig there at the end. There's so much in there. I walk in the fullness of it. Nothing lacking. Nothing lacking in my faith. Nothing lacking in my hope. My joyful, confident expectation. Nothing lacking in my love. The fullness of it. I win souls. I love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and I'm anointed by God. Luke 2.52. Confession number six. We keep increasing in wisdom, stature, uh, maturity, and favor with God and man. Luke 2.52 says this. And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and men. Question, who are we collectively? We are the body of Christ, right? So we're in Him. We are in Him. In Him we live and move and have our being. We are the body of Christ. So my, and He's the head. My head is not separate from my body. We're one. I love the way Teddy says it. He gives such good illustrations, apparently. He says, I don't introduce myself to you and say, hey, I'm Buddy, and this is hand, and this is foot, and this is pinky toe. Like, that's not how we introduce ourselves. When I say I'm Buddy, I'm all of me. So when we see that Jesus kept increasing, when we are in him, we keep increasing. The path of the righteous, like the morning sun, it just keeps getting brighter and brighter. We keep increasing. So let's make this declaration. Confession 6. We keep, wait, all right, let's read Hebrews 6.12. Hebrews 6.12. So that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. I'm not sluggish. You're not sluggish. We're not lazy. We're not slothful. But we are imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. So if Jesus increased, we should increase. If Jesus increased, we increase. Because we're in him. Mm. What? We're following him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just repeating everything Patrick's saying because it's super good. This is an impartation here. 
I'm just following you <laughs> through faith and patience. Anyway, so let's make that confession. We keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Hear that. We keep increasing. That means there's never going to be a time where we, where we reach the top. We, it just, it's continuous. So the highest level you've been is the lowest you'll ever be. Let's make that personal. I keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Praise God. Now, now Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. And I want us to stand up because we got one more. Let's stand up. We're, we're, we're well over halfway done tonight. Actually, I don't even think we're not going to be done. We're just going to keep going. But in this last one, let's, let's put our force into it. Let's put our, all of our spirit, all of our heart, all of our soul, all our mind, all our strength into this. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Here, I'll get in the space where you can see me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Next verse, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. So it's easy and light. That's what God has for you. That's what Jesus has for you. When we come to him, when we're in him, all these things that we've been confessing is in us. And because of that, confession number whatever, seven, sure, why not? The struggle is over. Come on. The struggle is over. Louder. The struggle is over. Come on, give God some praise right now. The struggle is over. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, buddy. Um, you know, if you look at these, if you look at those confessions, confession one is I walk in the fullness of my inheritance, the full manifestation of my inheritance in Christ. In other words, outside of Christ, I couldn't walk in that. But you see, that kind of starts everything off. In other words, what I have in Christ, I'm going to walk in the fullness of. I'm not going to walk in half of it. I'm not going to walk in part of it. I'm confessing that what he's done and paid for, I'm going to walk in the fullness of it, right? And then you see what he's done for us. Uh, so, for example, uh, confession two, out of debt and carrying debt, cancel anointing. Three, that's on in prosperity. Three is in health that I'm healed and I carry an anointing for that. Then you see his protection. Every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper and destroyed. So confessions, one is saying, I'm not gonna walk in a little bit, I'm gonna walk in it all. And then it shows what God has done. He's prospered us, he's healed us, he's protected us. And then we go into confession four, five, and six, and it is our responsibility. You know, I, every, it, in verse, uh, or excuse me, confession uh, five, 
we walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. In other words, we're taking responsibility for what he's commanded us to do. And I'm confessing that I fulfilled those commandments. I'm confessing, I'm speaking out. Just like he mentioned in Romans chapter 4, where Abraham uh, followed the, the lead of God and said, I'm speaking those things that be not as though they were. Why? Because we're made in his image and his likeness. And I'm going to confess these things. I'm going to speak these things. And when I speak what God speaks, these things start coming into being. Why? Because I'm made in his image and likeness. But I have to confess these things. This is also a part of prayer. But I'm saying I'm taking responsibility for your commandments. And I'm, if I'm a person of faith, then I'm not just going to do your commandments. How will I do his commandments unless I put faith in them? I'm going to confess your, con uh, your commandments that I do them. Yeah. I, I will walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. I'm not just going to say I need faith, hope, and love. I'm by faith. I'm confessing that I will so that it will come into me. I'm, I'm going to confess I win souls. Yeah. A while back, the Lord said to me, he said, are you a faith person? He said, yeah. I said, yeah. He said, how come you're not believing me for souls to be put into your path? I will I, I don't know, Jesus. <laughs> I, I don't have an answer for that. I just haven't. And he said, you need to be confessing, I win souls. That's who I am. You told me and commanded us that I have a ministry of reconciliation to go and win souls. He said, you need to be speaking that you're a soul winner. You need to be confessing. So I made sure that it was in these confessions. And then how about we love, our, our responsibility is to love righteousness. To hate sin, and God says, if you do these, he'll, you'll do, he will do to you what he did to Jesus. When Jesus loved righteousness and hated sin, he anointed him. He anointed. So we, you know, this one, it's our responsibility. We walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, and are anointed. And then the next one, we keep increasing in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Do you think that you're just going to keep increasing if you don't put faith on it? And isn't confession a part of faith? Then I need to be confessing that. See, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. This is the victory that overcomes lack, our faith. So if I have a lack of increase, how do I close the gap of lack? I put faith towards that lack so that it will be full. And so if I need to increase and follow the example of Christ, and I increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man, the only way to overcome the lack of increase is to apply faith to it. And I've, in order to apply faith, put the God kind of faith, I must speak to the mountain that's standing in the way. Speak to the lack. I have to speak out and confess that increase and I have to put my mouth on it like God did when he said light be. I have to, I have, that's a part of faith and you won't have faith without confession. 
without speaking the word. So we put it in here. Look, this is we're confessing what God did for us so that we can walk in fullness. And now in that fullness, I'm going to confess what I'm going to do for God in that fullness, through that fullness. And then the last one is, and it's going to be easy. And the struggle is over. That came from Ted and Carolyn, and uh, I, I, they said it, and it just exploded in my spirit. I said, that's going to be in there. Amen. And the struggle is over, right? So we're saying, look, I walk in the fullness of everything he's given to me, my full inheritance. Then, I, then I, we confess two, three, and four, what he's done for us, what we have in manifestation all the time. And then I confess my, that I'm going to fulfill his commandments. And then I confess it's going to be easy in him. It's going to be easy. No more struggle. No more struggle. Anybody here won't struggle? Don't confess it. Don't confess this confession if you won't struggle. Because you keep confessing this. It's going to get down in you. That the struggle is over. And you're going to start just walking through ease and stuff. Oh, glory to God. That was easy. Glory to God. Oh, we saw that. That was easy. Hallelujah. That bill, whoo, that thing was paid off before I even got the bill. Easy. Struggle's over. Because when we come to Jesus, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. It's not heavy anymore. Heavy to the world, but not heavy to us. Why? Because we're in him and we're going to go to him. Confession is so important. I want Jade to come and share what uh, you wrote. I need a mic. And just be led. Keep on going if you feel led. Okay. Um, just, I love that every single person who has come up here with a microphone has said, speak. Power in your tongue. The words you're saying. Pastor Nicole's not shutting up. Like every single person that has come up here has said they will not be quiet. And it's just, it's been on me all week before we even got here. When meditating on it and just sitting on it. Um, I made a comment the other day about, it was a complaint about having to wash my hair in the bathtub. Because my husband is rebuilding our, our shower and it wasn't, like, I wasn't crying, but it was just, ugh. And, oof, conviction, like, instant. Because out of my mouth spoke something that was negative and not worthy of praise. And, and all week, or, it's been examples of it all week. But for five years, we've been saying at the branch that I work at, First Bank and Locust is the best bank in Stanley County. We say it all the time. It's our team thing. Like we, we speak that, and it is. I see testimonies of that every day. Customers coming in and telling me, "Y'all are the best bank in Stanley County," and it's because we have stood on that and we have said it for five years now. Since I've been at that branch, we've been saying it, and it's not because Jade works there. And it's not because of the certain employees, but it's because we are standing on it and we're speaking it out. And the power is in the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. And he who finds a wife is a good thing. Just because. But <laughs> um, <laughs> the power is in the tongue and it's just so awesome. And... Um, 
historically, I have not been the one to speak up. I have a Paul, so I have not had to. <laughs> but it's been on me. And, and today, I actually messaged Pastor Nicole first thing this morning. Um, the weight that I had, had used to carry of wanting to please people and be quiet um, was on me today. And I felt it first thing this morning. I was like, it's, I've, I'm, I'm dealing with it. Like, I'm, I'm feeling that I need to people please. Like, I'm concerned about offending people. It's just, it was, um, it was not a godly spirit that was on me. So uh, we had to put it down and <laughs> to shake it off. But it's exactly what it is. It's, it's speaking out the power of God and speaking out his will to be done. So that's good. Okay. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for your words in me and through me. I thank you for allowing me to be bold and to be loud and to be excited and to be willing to open my mouth and to speak it out. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you that I will not shut up. I will not be timid. I will not be worried or concerned or have a care if the words are, that are coming out are through you. And I thank you for it, Father. I thank you. I thank you for boldness. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for every word that comes out of this body is of praise and thanksgiving and goodness and glory. You're not going to hear a group of complainers. You're not going to hear a group of whining negative confessions in this house. It will not happen. It will not happen. I thank you for it, Father. Worthy to be praised. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Come on up, Kevin. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you. We worship you. Right now, we're just going to, you know, because we've kind of gone through some of these steps, everybody's kind of sat in your seat and you're just listening. Stop it. Stop it. Get involved. Engage yourself. Walk around. Pray with fervency. Do what you got to do. It may be sit there. It may be stand there. But just make sure that you're led. Don't just go into uh, third hour. Oh, my goodness. You know, and listen, you are doing the work of the Lord right now, praying out the will of God on earth as it is in heaven. What we're about to go into right now, and Kevin's going to lead this, and I'm going to tell him, uh, all right, Kevin, you can't talk in, 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 in uh, I won't. Yes. You're going to pray, right? Yes, sir. Amen. I will. With fervency. With fervency. Amen. Because this is an important topic. Amen. We're praying right now for our city, our county, this region, the state, and the nation. He's going to lead you through some scriptures and some prayer points. And I want us to agree together and let's pray this out. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. He's going Amen. to give you more than he, you Amen. think he's Amen. going to give you. Amen. Amen. So as I've been sitting here listening to people uh, praying and sharing the word and, and buddy and uh, a number of things, something that 
I think the Lord was just revealing to me was that uh, we talked about being um, seated in heavenly places and Jesus being seated in heavenly places with God and all principalities and powers and every name that's named is under his feet. And that we, we walk in, we have that inheritance. Now, it's not tomorrow, it's not we'll get there, it's not we'll grow, grow up into it. Okay, the reality of it is that it's finished, it's now, and it's there. So you and I, we, because of the, the power of God and his will and his word, we are seated in a heavenly place with Christ. So we, I, me, I stand in a place, in a heavenly place with Christ, in the heavens, in authority with him, speaking to this earth and to this realm through the dominion and the power and the and authority of Christ, what God's will is. That's our job. We're to bring about God's will on earth and pray that his will is done on earth as it is in heaven, right? So if we're seated in a heavenly place with Christ and we have that authority and he's behind us, when we're speaking his will and we're praying his will, we're literally echoing the voice of God because he is and always was his word. So his word lives. It's not just a piece of paper with some stuff on it. His word is alive. And when we speak it, the echo of his voice is with us, is in what we speak because we are speaking his word and it is alive. So, put yourself in that mindset where you are in a heavenly place with Christ. And you're not just speaking from a, a church floor in Albemarle. You are in a heavenly place with Christ. And you are speaking in, a, in an authority that he's given you. And he's literally standing there with you, speaking in harmony with your voice, his word behind you, to bring it to pass. And his word created everything that we see. Everything that there is. So it's not just, you know, somebody saying something. It's the power of God. It's his word. So put yourself in a place where you, by faith, are standing in that place of authority, in that heavenly place with Christ. When you're speaking and you're praying and you're, you're declaring these things about where we are, this earth, and what God wants to do here. We're speaking his will here. Speak that through that kind of authority. You need to understand that's, that is where you stand. And that's where his authority comes from. So I'm going to go through these scriptures. First one, Second Chronicles 7.14, which many of us know. And my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So our land is being healed. We're going to start with the local and then move bigger and bigger and bigger. So this is our land being healed in Albemarle. So, Father, we speak right now in the name of Jesus that by your dominion and your power that your spirit would be released here, Lord, over Albemarle. That, Father, you would reach into hearts and it would change people that it would give them a greater desire that you would move in their spirit and in their heart, Lord, that they would have a desire to know your word, to hear your word, that they would hear it. If somebody shares a little bit about Jesus with them, they will recognize a hunger and a need and a desire to hear it. And that, Lord, you will bring a healing that will remove 
sickness. It will remove crime. It will remove hypocrisy. It will remove religious deadness. It will bring power and health and strength. A future and a hope, Lord God, to the city of Albemarle. Like never before, it would thrive, but it would thrive because of your presence, O God. Because we turn back to you. Because we turn away from what we've lived with, from what we wanted, from what we thought we needed. And we turn back to what you have for us, Lord. And we recognize that what you have for us is so much better. That we humble ourselves, Lord God, and realize that we don't have it all. We only have what's right because of you and your mercy and your grace. I pray, Father, that you would move in the hearts of the people that are in authority in Albemarle, in the government, that have been given a measure of authority here, that you would move on them, Father, that they would have a greater desire to be righteous and holy and truthful, that it would be even a, a, a total change if they've been a, a nasty liar that you would change them, Lord, that they would have a heart to know you, to hear what you have to say, and to be righteous and holy, Lord God. Jeremiah 29:7. Seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will have welfare. So as we are praying the blessing, a blessing on this city, on this area, on the county, Stanley County, Cabarrus County, where I'm from, as we pray that blessing, that blessing is what we live in, okay? It's like you have a pool in your backyard, and if you keep it clean and you swim in it, you're going to enjoy it. If, if the pool isn't clean and you're not, you know, taking care of it to the point of you're blessing it with the right chemistry and keeping the frogs out. If you're not doing that and it's, you're not contributing to that getting better, when you jump into that pool, you're jumping into a pond. Not exactly the kind of experience you might like. So what we're doing here, we're going to pray that God's blessing is going to rest on Albemarle and Stanley County and the surrounding areas so that as we live and as we share Christ and as we move about in business and connect with people that God connects us with, that we're, there will be ease and God's plan would be just smoothly carried out that it would take away the strife it would take away the the angst even the opposition would be gone in Jesus name so father we pray your blessing your favor your health and your wholeness upon this area Stanley County the surrounding counties Lord this region father we pray that you would protect it from any illness, any sickness. Father, we pray that you would bring joy to this region. Joy, Lord God, above and beyond what they've experienced before. I pray that there would be 
supernatural provision, Lord. I pray that new business would come to town. I pray that greater business would come to town, that the economies would, would just thrive, Father, that it would be known as a great place to do business, that, Father, you would raise up good, honest, righteous people who love you in places to give opportunities to others to bless them, Lord God, with, with new jobs, new potential. Father, we pray that you would pour out a grace, Lord God, over this area, that it would just move on people, Lord God, that it would change the attitude, that attitudes here would be so friendly and willing and open. And, and Father, that you would soften hearts, Lord God, in this area that people would realize it, recognize that even people from out of town would come in and, and wonder why are they so nice? They're so different here. They're so friendly here. Father, we pray that your blessing would rest upon them, God, that it would move in their midst, Lord, that it would change their hearts, that they'd find themselves doing nice things for people without any good reason. Even to their own surprise, Hmm. Hmm. Next scriptures, Proverbs. Two and twenty and twenty-two. So you will walk in the way of good men and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will live in the land, and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. Father, we pray in opposition to the enemy, Lord God, that we, you would destroy through our presence, Lord God, and your Holy Spirit, destroy the works of the enemy here that corruption would be exposed, Lord God, that truth would be known, Lord God, that there would be a greater desire in the public to have righteous leaders, not slick, smooth, stylistic people, but righteous people that they can trust. Pray that you would show, Lord God, your blessing through and upon righteous leaders. And that you would expose the ones that are taking money in the background, corrupted, liars, deceitful, leading in the direction of the enemy instead of in your direction, Lord God, that are stubborn toward you, Father. I pray that it would be just obvious to people that they are not good people and that you would pull them out of the positions of authority they're in, Lord God, that you would tear it down, that you would, Father, rebuild it with the righteous, Lord God, that you would promote your people, Father, that you would promote your good, honorable followers, the people walking in faith in you, that you would promote them, Father, that you would give them positions of authority, that you would give them positions where they can influence others, including other people of authority that, Father, you would move in a way 
that changes the whole structure of things, the whole landscape of our government, the whole landscape of, of what we want to see in our leader. I pray that people would become tired of politicians who get paid just to say the right words. They would get tired of it, Lord, that they've had enough of people who talk out of both sides of their mouths, that, Father, you'd move in their heart, Lord God, that you would change our situation, Father. We come to you, Lord. You're the one who knows the righteous. You're the one, Lord God, who knows the right way. And we come to you, Lord, asking you to put it upon the people you, put, you want in those positions, that you would anoint them, Father, to lead us in righteous ways to stand for your truth, to stand for your word, to stand for what you want, Lord God, not to be moved by the winds of the, the society's attitudes, that no more would they just let a bunch of people make up what they want to make up, but that they would hunger and desire righteousness in the land, righteousness in their leaders, Lord God. Next scripture is uh, Proverbs 11, 11, and I seem to be one step ahead of this or something, or the Holy Spirit's leading this. I would believe that. By the blessing of the upright, a city ex is exalted, but by the mouth of the wicked, it is torn down. Father, Father, we pray for this, this nation and everything that's going on right now with all the 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 words being spoken over this nation and how people are trying to tear it down because people other people who are righteous before you are speaking up and the media is trying to tear them down father we pray that your word lord god your word would come forth and it would stand so clearly in opposition to what the media portrays as the demise of a nation. Father, I believe that you have a holy anointing on this time, that you have a reason and a purpose. You have a plan, Lord God. And, and you have spoken it through multiple people, how you will make a change and it will turn and it will change. Father, we pray that there would be a greater willingness, a greater desire, a better attitude, a greater understanding that righteous is the way to walk. That it's not a popular vote. It's not popularity. It's not society's wants. It's not influencers on social media platforms that really get to set the the attitude and the the altitude of our country father speak lord god through your people through your word and change our nation lord god in a sense that as we walk it out, Father, that more and more your your word is promoted, that it becomes 
so commonplace for people to quote Scripture. So powerful, Lord God, that in everyday conversation, it becomes so easy to share the word, to share Jesus. Because people have a greater hunger and a greater desire to know you. They, they might not even understand it, Father, but pour out that hunger, pour out that desire. Your word says it's your, your spirit. What You give it to us to even want to do what it is we do or want to do. You give us that very desire, Lord God. So you have the key to our heart. You have the key to the heart of this nation, Lord. You can change a heart so that it has a greater desire. You can bring a purpose into the, into the heart of a king, into the heart of a president, into the heart of a governor. You can bring a plan, Lord. And I pray you do, Lord God. Move in Jesus' name. As, oh, as a wave, like a blanket, Lord, throw it over this earth, over our, our nation, over our state. That it affects us, Lord God, and affects those around us. Hmm. verses 6 and 7. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you and may peace be within your walls and prosperity within your palaces. Father, we, we pray. Lord, it's been spoken many times that you will pour out a prosperity and an abundance on your church that you will move, Lord, in a powerful way, that you will bring provision and harvest in the last days, that you will pour out, Lord God, an abundance, Lord. We, we pray, Father, that you would move. We pray that we would be in a place of receptivity, that, Father, you would change our attitudes if they're wrong, that you would change our expectations if they're too low, that you would move in us, Lord God, that we would be in harmony and in the right mindset, in the right spirit to receive from you whole, complete what you want to have in our lives, Lord God. Father, we pray that we would be a conduit of your blessing that would pour into this nation, pour into this state, this county, this city, this neighborhood, Lord that, Father, you would pour a great blessing into us, Lord God, into your church, that you would pour out a great prosperity, Father, and an abundance of resources that even the ungodly would start pouring into your church, that the ungodly would want to give, Father, to you, as it's been evidenced in your word multiple times, or they may not even understand it, but you would continue to pour out a blessing out of the enemy's coffers. 
We pray, Lord, that you would enable that, that you would move that, that it would be in power and in abundance and in greater measure than we can even imagine, that it would fully, fully finance the gospel going forth, that there would be no lack, no shortage, no debt, no worries, that abundance would fall in a way that we can move forward, Lord God, in your plan and in your purpose without hindrance or hesitation or any lack. And Father, your spirit would move into this nation, into this state and county and city. That Father, it would be, Lord, even, even as you fill the, the needs with what you provide out of heaven. Lord, your, your word says that you'll open the windows of heaven. We don't open those windows, you do. You do, and you did. You pour out out of heaven. Your supply. We, we just want to be in the, res, the receiving place, Father. We don't think that we've earned it, but we want to receive from you. And we want to be able to put it forward into your kingdom's work for your kingdom's sake for your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven father and we thank you for it lord hmm. proverbs 11:10 when it goes well with the righteous the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there is joyful shouting. The wicked witch is dead. That was a celebration, right? That's right. It's like that. Oh, the release, the release when the mean boss is let go. The... The peace that comes when you know you're in the right place with God. No longer does the enemy have control. No longer does the enemy have a grip. No longer do you have to worry about the, the hidden thing. It's gone because of Jesus. It's the same thing. When, when God is released into, into our midst and into our daily lives into our business actions into our social circles there's a joy that comes from it a joy that comes from it not just a little bit but a joy that comes from it hallelujah i've laughed more since i lost my job than i laughed in the last five years and that's not that's not just because i i got you know vacation Kevin on the mind it's not vacation Kevin it is a sense of understanding that as I walk in a righteous way as I walk before God and draw near to him that I get to walk in joy yeah. while people can watch my life and go Wow, he, he thought he was getting a promotion, <laughs> and then he got fired. The, the testimony will actually, 
actually turn out a little bigger than I thought it would in the beginning. I thought, wow, yay, I'll get a, I'll get a promotion. Now, <laughs> the promotion is like that. And what God's spoken to where my future is going to be is just gigantic. So my joy, my joy, the, my, my capacity for that joy has just increased. The capacity for... We've, we've not seen it. We've not seen it in our nation. We've not seen it in our society like it can be, like God wants it to be, like I believe God will make it to be because I believe he will pour out through his spirit and his word in this time blessing and his glory and his power and his love and mercy in such unmeasured amounts that people will be shocked and in awe of how good God is being to them. The joy that will hit when that heart change happens in a wave which it will in a, in a monstrous wave that God will move and it will change whole areas whole cities whole obviously families but and our nation where his word is proclaimed and his spirit moves freely and in the anointing and the power of God is released into people's lives to bring healing and change and freedom and and release from sin and shame it will change the face of our society it will change everything we've never seen that in our lifetime but an awakening is going to bring that that is that's the fruit of it it's it's not just a a holy ghost show it it will change in mass an entire society the evidence of the holy God having mercy on a nation and a world will astound the souls and the goodness of God will lead people to repentance So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the joy, hallelujah, of the wicked perishing, the devil losing, the devil getting kicked out of homes, the devil getting kicked out of schools. We thank you, Father, because your joy is going to bring release and hope and faith, God, to this, this city and this county, this state, this nation, and this world. Lord, we know that your goodness, Lord God, changes everything. Your love, oh God, when we get it, it releases us from so much ugly junk. The freedom just in knowing your love, Lord God, is so massive. We just pray that you would move, Lord God, that we would be 
willing vessels, that you would put your words in our mouth, that you'd give us your heart. That's a big heart, Father. And thank you. I pray, Lord, that you would move. Move to bring joy, Lord God, to this world. Because of your presence, Lord, we invite you, Lord God, to step into our world in greater measure than we've ever seen and release your power and your presence and your word, your mercy and your grace. And it would bring a joy that goes beyond anything we've recognized, known, experienced, or expected. And we thank you for it, Father. I just ask all these things through Jesus Christ. And thank you for it. Amen. Father, right now we just lift up our city. Thank you, Lord. Just like Kevin prayed, our land is being healed. This city is being healed in Jesus' name. Just pray with me. Our land, say it with me, our land is being healed in Jesus' name. Our land is being healed now in Jesus' name. What's been going wrong? It's going to stop going wrong. It's going right. In Jesus' name. Our city is being healed. Our county is being healed. Our region is being healed. Our state is being healed. Our nation is being healed. Our world is being healed. Financially, it's being healed. Business is coming to this area. Abundance is coming to this area. This is a blessed area of the Lord. Glory to God. The, every drug addiction is being cast out. It's being removed. This will be a place... Where addiction is no more. People will send their loved ones here for addictions to fall off of them supernaturally. Our land is being healed. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Our land is being healed. Hallelujah. There's restoration here. Divorce rates are low in this area. They are almost non-existent in Jesus' name. Our land is being healed. Our families are being healed. Glory to God. Families are reunited in this area. Our land is being healed. Thank you, Father. Lord, in this area, our people have a lot of brain power. <laughs> In this area, our people 
have a lot of brain power. They can think clearly. They have good ideas. Everything they put their hand to, it works. They see things. They understand things. They have enlightenment from God. They walk in revelation. God shines his light in their mind. In Jesus' name. In this area, they are not led by the soul. They're not led by the mind, will, and emotions. They are known to be led by the Spirit of God. Because the children of God are here. Say it with me, our land is being healed. Our land is healed now. We will not allow it to be sick. God is our Lord. He's our shelter. And we are His ambassadors. And we're declaring from heaven that this place is healed. Our city is healed. Our county is healed. This region is healed. This state is healed. This nation is healed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We fare well. God gives us blessing. We fare well. God has given us His blessing. We fare well. God has given us His blessing. Yes, He has. Glory to God. Do you receive it? We fare well, and not just us. Not just us. This land fares well. This land fares well because you fare well, and you're in this land. You carry the light of God. You carry the glory of God. And where you go, the blessing goes. Where, say it with me. Where we go, the blessing goes. Where I go, the blessing goes. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city. And I'm blessed in the field. And the Bible says... It rains on the just and the unjust. Is this area is blessed because we are blessed. We are the salt of the earth. Because you're going up, it's going up. It's who we are. That's what God said. That's his plan. Not my plan. His plan. And things are changing. Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you see it? When you walk into a restaurant, the whole restaurant business goes up. You just go through the drive-thru and 20 cars line up behind you and bring business to that business because you showed up. You're blessed. People won't attach themselves to you because you're carrying the blessing. You're carrying the favor of God. Why? Because as He is, so are we in this earth. 
because just like the blessing was poured on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's poured out on you. You're the blessed of the Lord. You are blessed with faithful Abraham. You are in this place. You're in this area. And because you're here, you are the pillar of the truth of God. And that truth will set the land free. The land is being set free because of you and me. Because of the blessing of God. Not because we were so great by ourselves. Because Jesus said, I've chosen you. And you decided to take that choosing and to take that calling and walk in it. And because you decided to make Jesus your Lord, the blessing and the glory was poured out on you. And it goes well with you. And it goes well around you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This place is full of good, righteous men and women. The wicked and the treacherous are evicted from the city. We bless our city and we will see it exalted. Just say it with me. Say, Lord, bless this city. We call this place blessed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We call it blessed. It's being exalted now. This city is blessed. This county is blessed. This region is blessed. This state is blessed. This nation is blessed. And the world is blessed. Glory to God. Lord, peace. We speak peace to this city. Peace and grace be to Albemarle. Say it with me. Peace Peace. be in the name of Jesus, in this city, in this region, in this state, in this nation. Peace be in Jesus' name. It's a weapon against darkness. It's a weapon against the storms. Lord, we speak peace to this nation right now. Hallelujah. Grace be, peace and grace be multiplied to this nation in Jesus' name. Peace and grace be multiplied in this nation in this area, in this city. Thank you, Father. Lord, no longer do we put up with wickedness in high places. Father, there are people that are in high places of power. In the name of Jesus, may they be removed now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. And the people rejoice when the wicked are removed. And Father, we we might not even know who all that wickedness is, but Lord, let them be removed. You see it clearly. You see just as clear through the light or the dark. You can see all things. Father, you know who's wicked behind the scenes, who's wicked in their thoughts and in their heart and are devising evil, wicked things for their own good and not for the good of the people. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let them be exposed and let them be removed in Jesus' name. And the people will rejoice because they know wickedness has been removed.
Lord, let every person upholding abortion be removed in the name of Jesus. It is a murder of an innocent thing. And your word's so very clear. It's straight up murder against the most innocent. That is wicked. It is wicked. Father, let them be removed. Let them be seen for who they are. Murdering, thieving people. Wicked people. For their own profit, for their own future, Lord, let them be removed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Even Not just nationally, not just in the state, even in the city, Lord. Even in the city. Murdering, thieving, wicked people be removed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeah, hallelujah. Now, as I begin to pray this next part, I just want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't pray, don't pray in English, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Yep, right now, Lord, I see it. I see the hand of the wicked one with a strangle grip around those politics, even in this area. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let that hand be loose its grip now and be removed. That stronghold of power be broken and smashed by the word of the Lord coming from your mouth and by your spirit and through my mouth. Let it be broken now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, right now, we bind that power. It has no authority. It is your church against which the gates of hell will not prevail. This is a part of hell that has prevailed. And let it be removed now. Let it fall to the ground and die, wither up and never be seen again in these parts. Let that hand right now, let its power be bound, withered, and removed. Loose its grip. Thank you, Father. The stranglehold that has been over Albemarle is no more in Jesus' name. The stranglehold that's been over Stanley County. By this day, it is no more in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Now, let me just show you. You see, you've got to get to a place where you walk in that authority. See, you're carrying the authority all the time. But sometimes the world can pull you down so much, and all of a sudden the word's not working in you like it should. 
and you get to the place where now you move to that place of authority. And by the word, like all those scriptures that Kevin was just pulling up and reading, the scriptures in the confession, the scriptures that we've had before, that word's building faith. It's you're, you're getting into your right place of authority. And then the Lord can reveal what needs to be spoken. But see, we couldn't walk right in here at 6 p.m. and done that. Now, we're supposed to be walking in that area, but sometimes we've let things get in the way. And the Lord, He has a flow of the Spirit, and He'll lead you to that place, and then all of a sudden, now speak the Word. Yeah. He'll lead you to the rock, and then He'll show you the place where to hit it. And you need that Word. See, that was a Word where I saw that in the Spirit, and then it's a Word to speak against that. And it'll be so. Why? Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the alive word, the rhema that comes out of a moment and a time like this. This flowing in the spirituals. This is why it has us not to be ignorant about spirituals. But see, a lot of people won't take the time to get there. Remember last week with Brother Tracy, we're, we're there, all of a sudden we're at the end of the service, but there was a flow. People won't wait on the Lord. They won't do the work that they need to do to take authority over a city. They won't do that because they're just living in their comfort zone. you got to go to the place where it's like, I'm going to come in and do the work. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm gonna, you know, we're well past four hours now. I'm going to pray for four hours, so if need be, to get to the place where we can start taking some authority over a land and stop letting the devil have it. But who's been doing that? Who's willing to do it? Well, we are. In Jesus' name. If nobody else does, I'm sure there's others that we're unaware of. But I can tell you this, whether we know about them or not, we're going to take our responsibility at Boomerang to pray the way we should. Do the work that we're called to do. I commend everyone here for being here, for being a part. Another hour and a half and we'll go home. But this is what God's told us to do once a month. Come together and pray. It's time to see how would you like it if that four and a half hours of prayer, all of a sudden God gives one word, it breaks the stronghold that's been holding back finances in this area. And all of a sudden business floods into this area. Everybody's got a job making over 50 grand, 100 grand a year. Why? Because you took the time to pray. See, when we do the things that God wants us to do, the right things happen, and we become the pillar, the salt, and the preservant. But it doesn't happen if the people of God won't uphold their responsibility. We've got to pray. We've got to worship. We've got to get in the Word. We've got to do the work. We've got to win souls tomorrow. We've got to give ourselves to minister to the Lord. It's not time to back down. My goodness, if ever there was a time to amp it up. Amp it up. And y'all are here. That's awesome. But we've got to encourage other people as well. We need this. The world needs this. So what are we doing? We're waiting on, waiting on God to manifest it. He's waiting on us to manifest it. He's waiting on us. You're here. You're doing good. I'm not fussing at you. I'm saying I'm giving you the resolve to keep it up. You're doing good. Keep going forward. Get stronger about it. Get it stronger in your spirit. Glory to God. Now, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, this election that's coming up less than a month from now, Father, you know, you know, it has been a mess in worldly eyes. 
Oh, there's so much stuff been around this election. Even now, wicked people are trying to do wicked things. Father, in Jesus' name, guess what? We know, according to your word, that all power and authority has been given to Jesus. But you, Jesus, turned around and said, go therefore. He transferred that authority right to the church for the gates of hell not to prevail against it. When? When they walk in the anointing. Father, there's plans afoot. But Lord, we're the, we're the anointed church. We are part of your church, your anointed church. We're the standard. We're the standard bearer. We're the pillar of truth. We are the salt. We are the light. Father, everything that's been planned in wickedness, in wickedness against this election, let it fall to the ground now. In Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, place your hand over this election in the name of Jesus. Hold it, keep it, and let it fall into godliness. In Jesus' name. Lord, place your hand over this election. Lord, keep it sanctified. In Jesus' name. We just plead the blood of Jesus over this election. For, oh, glory to God. That's the word. Father, we just plead the blood of Jesus over this election. Lord, even people that may claim to be godly and may claim to do godly things. But Lord, you know that's not who they really are and that's not what they're up to. Lord, let them be exposed. Let them be exposed, Lord. Let them be exposed. Father, let this whole election, I mean shift the whole thing to you, Lord. Shift the, all the power to your people. And not the people faking it. The people who will do your will. Listen, Lord, not even all the people that know you, but the people who will do your will and cause your kingdom to advance and your will to advance. Let them be in there. Let them find you. Let them be filled with you. Lord, we just keep this election. Keep it, Lord. Oh, glory to God. Keep this election, Lord. Keep this election, Lord. Keep this election. In Jesus' name. Father, keep this election. In Jesus' name. Keep this election. In Jesus' name. Keep it, Lord. Keep it, Father. Thank you, Father. Keep it, Lord. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just decree, may godly people be in Albemarle and Stanley County through this election. In Jesus' name. Father, may godly people be in North Carolina. In Jesus' name. In this area. Lord, may there be godly North Carolina senators and congressmen. Thank you, Father. And governors and lieutenant governors and all of these elected offices. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, let them be godly. Father, keep the election. Keep the hearts of the people, own godly people, that will perform your will, that have your heart in their actions. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Now, Lord, on the national level, Father, keep this election. Senators, congressmen, Lord, this, this Supreme Court seat, Father, keep it. Oh, yeah, thank you. It's kept. It's kept. It's kept in Jesus' name. It's kept in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. It's kept in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And Lord, the highest office of the land, President, Vice President, Speaker of the House, Lord, keep it. Keep it reserved for the person that does your godliness. Yeah. Father, pull the lid off of wickedness. Let it be seen and smelled. Pull the lid off of it. Let the rottenness be seen and smelled for what it is. Lord, pull the lid off of that wickedness in the name of Jesus. Radharama. Shine your light, Lord. More even than it has already. Father, shine your light and pull the lid off of that pot and stew of wickedness and rottenness. Lord, pull it off. Let it be seen. Whatever party it is, whatever, well, it doesn't matter if it's in Democrat or Republican. If it's rotten, pull the lid off. Let it be seen in Jesus' name. Let it be seen. I don't care which one it is. Father, we want you. We want godly people to rule. The word says that if godly people rule, the people will rejoice. Lord, let there be shouting in the streets. For the rejoicing of your people, Lord, keep this election. Lord, cover this election with your hand. Let it be the greatest win for the kingdom of God, for Jesus Christ, and for the church that this nation has ever seen. Let it be the greatest move towards godliness that this nation has ever seen. Let it be a part of the awakening and the harvest and the greatest outpouring of the last days where the, the former and the latter rain comes together, Lord. Let your anointing rain on this country all over, all over, all over, all over, Lord. All over in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness for your mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo -hoo. Just stand on your feet. We're going to sing a worship song. Then we're going to conclude our prayer night. Thank you, Father.
praying out over the last hour or so. Thank you, Lord. Just praise them with me. Just lift your hands. Thank you, Father. Just worship Him. Worship Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. What I said. Thank you, Lord, earlier. Lord, we just praise you. We just worship you, Lord. Let's just celebrate. Let's just celebrate what the Lord has done. Let's just celebrate an election kept. Glory to God for the godly to rule. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is how that happens. This is how, it doesn't happen by all the politicking. It happens by the church praying. See, that's where it's been failing in years past. But that's where it's not failing now. The church is starting to wake up. It's starting to wake up. It happened last election. There was a wake up of the church. The church got to pray it. This is how elections are won. Right here. In prayer. Fervent, righteous man praying. Thank you, Father. Oh, glory, we just received something tonight. We received something. Let's just celebrate it. Let's celebrate it. The word works. Yeah. The word works. And we just prayed the word, and we're leaving here singing the word of God. So we're going to start this song, and we're going to leave with a rejoicing shout because we're not waiting on what we just prayed for. It's already done. It's a done deal. The righteous are being elected. The election is kept, and you're the blessed of the Lord. So we are going to rejoice. Let's turn that up, Pearl. I know that you have never done this with worship. No. <laughs> Now, we're not leaving after the song. It yeah. sounded like that. We're leaving here shouting, but yes. that's in an hour and 25 minutes, yeah, not right after this song. I'm just saying, this is, is going to get you amped for when yeah. we do leave. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, you are good. You are good. We can start the song whenever y'all are ready. Lord, you are good. You are good. You are great. You are mighty.
Worthy is the mighty 
Father, as we finish up going into this last hour of prayer, Father, we just worship you. Goodness gracious, it's been five hours already. Five hours already of praying. It doesn't seem like it. It, just, it goes so fast. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We're getting ready to pray for our leaders. We're going to pray for our leaders. Kevin Nowicki is going to lead that. But I want you to have this. If the Lord puts something on your heart, be ready to come and pray for your leaders. There's something special that happens when the people start taking up responsibility to pray for people that are above them. There's something special that happens when that, when that happens. When they take it on their heart to say, I'm going to pray. I'm lifting up my leaders. There's something very special. It's an honor. It's an esteem. And God, God overflows that honor from heaven. So go ahead, Kevin. Hallelujah. It is such an honor and esteem to, to lift up those that are in authority around us, who are our leaders, leaders in our church, leaders in our, our, our city, political leaders, leaders in office like the sheriff. Have you, have you prayed for the sheriff recently? How important a job that is. That man stands in the gap between you and evil every day. And how important that is. Hallelujah. Let me say something about that too. Our sheriff is the reason why we can have church and not be facing fines. Because he said, we are not going to enforce this. And specifically, he said, you just keep doing what you're doing. 
Man, we, we ought to praise God for him and his stance towards all this. During all of this lockdown, we were able to have church and get people the anointing of God and not pass on the sickness to everybody, but because he allowed us to go in here without trying to enforce some silly law, uh, or which wasn't actually a law. But it, anyway, he stood for what was right, and we owe, we owe God just some praise and thanksgiving for that. So, amen. Hallelujah. What a mighty man of God that we have in that sheriff's office. Praise God, and thank you for that. Thank you for that. Lord, we just want to lift these folks up real quick to you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, that's a good place to start. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this, this mighty man right now that you've put in the office of sheriff, Father. That he, uh, he gets up every day, and he decides, I'm going to keep evil away from the people of Stanley County. Hallelujah. Father, that, that he has put evil behind bars. And he's out there searching for more to put behind bars. And he keeps them there. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for the authority that you have given him. Hallelujah. The authority that rests behind the star. We thank you for that authority that you have given him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to turn real quick to Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm reading from the New King James because that's the one I have. Hallelujah. It says, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many know that, that we have a king in heaven right now standing over us, turning rivers of joy where he wishes? Hallelujah. And it's pouring all over this house tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for that king. I thank you that you are our king. I thank you that you reign over us. Father, that you have brought us into your courts. You have found us worthy to be in your courts. You have made us royalty. And I give you praise and glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, I'm just sitting here thinking. I'm, I'm just thinking about the authority that that the sheriff has over this county, given to him by our Lord and Savior. But don't you know that we've been given that authority as well? We have that same authority. We are backing the sheriff. See, the sheriff wouldn't be anything without us without us backing him up. He would be worthless. We had this opportunity to lift that man up in prayer and support him. And that's weighing pretty heavy on me right now. That's a huge responsibility. And, uh, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm just, I'm, I'm. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just lift up the, um, I lift up the whole sheriff's office to you right now, Lord. I pray that you would just fill them with the anointing. Lord, give them supernatural vision to see the evils in this, this county and to rid us of these things. Father, I, I, I just I, I pray that you, you fill them right now to the full, to the overflow with this supernatural vision father give them the hearts of fairness as they deal with the citizens of stanley county lord give them the heart that give them the heart of david that loving heart that loving heart that when a bear came to take one of his lambs, he stepped in front of that bear's path and he tore it apart with his bare hands. When the lion came to separate a lamb from the herd, he stepped in front of that lion and he ripped it to shreds with his bare hands. But the same heart of the same man who gathered these, these, these lambs into him and loved on them. Father, your word says that he has a, he has a heart after yours. Father, you were willing to step in between me and a bear 
and you tore it apart. And I give you praise and glory for that. So, Father, thank you for, for these, these men and women of the sheriff's office that do the same every single day. Father, keep them safe. Protect them. Fill them with courage. And return them to the pride that a police officer should have. Knowing that they're going in every day and they're protecting us. What an awesome responsibility they have. Lord, fill them. Let them know that we're loving on them, that we support them. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Peace be over Stanley County. Thank you, Father. I'm turning to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 4. Therefore I exalt creation. Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is a good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Father, we lift up our supplications in prayers and intercession to you in behalf of these these leaders that we have, Father. From the dog catcher to the president. Father, we lift them up to you right now. We thank you for each and every one of them. We thank you for what they do. As Pastor said earlier, if there is one who is not worthy of that office, I pray now that you remove them supernaturally and show them the error of their ways. Give them an opportunity to repent, but get them out of office. Father, we thank you for these, these men and women who, who stand up to and say, I will lead these people. I will take this office. I will run this office with integrity and honor. Father, I thank you for them. Father, all the members of the school board, Lord, I pray right now that you fill them with, um, with your presence, with the integrity and knowledge required of that office that as things come up in front of their school board that they see the direction that you would have them go in father that they that they take the vow of their office seriously 
and that they that they perform your will that your word leads them Father, I lift up the the Stanley County Commission to you. That the commissioners of the Stanley County Commission, that they, they, they have you focused as they make decisions for this county. Father, strengthen them. Prepare their hearts every day as they go about the commission's business. The county manager, Father, I lift them up to you. Strengthen them. Prepare them for for what they need to do on a daily basis. Uh, The police chief, the fire chief, the 911 director. Father, I, I pray for each and every one of them in this entire county, in this region. Father, strengthen them. Let them know that the people are behind them. The people support them. Father, it is my prayer that we put them out of business, to be honest with you. That there be no more crime. That there be no more urgency, emergency in this county, in this region. Father, let the dust collect on the 911 phones. Lord, I thank you for it. Father, you know this is close to my heart. This is where I came from. Lord, I just pray right now that as these folks go about their duties in the fire department, in the police department, in the EMS system, no 911 center, Father, that you keep their hearts soft for your people. That as they go through these, these awful incidents, and they see these things. I pray that, Lord, that you console them, hold them close to you, and help them deal with the things that they see. Let the traumas that they see not stay with them. Father, that when they go to sleep at night, that their rest would be sweet. I thank you, Father. The book of Romans in chapter 13, verse 1. 
Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Don't you know that every single person in office was ordained and set by God? The Lord put them there. And as such, we need to respect them for that. Here's what's key. Even if we don't like their politics. Even if we don't like what they stand for. Do we need to support their politics? No. But we need to support them. One of the hardest things that for me to do recently was to have prayed for President Obama for eight years. And I wasn't that good at it. Because I didn't agree with his politics. But he's still the, the president. One of the things that, that really bothered me was when people would just call him Obama. I didn't agree with most of his policies and politics, but he was the man in the office making tough decisions on a daily basis. We need to support that office. So regardless of how you feel about the person in that office, we talked a lot earlier about the sheriff. Maybe you don't like him. I don't even know him, to be honest with you. But I know one thing. He is the sheriff. And that's not an easy job. And we need to support that office any way possible. You may not like... President Trump. I'll be honest, I didn't vote for him. I didn't vote for her either, but I didn't vote for him. I want to be clear. <laughs> Perfectly clear. <laughs> Chelsea. There was no way I was going to vote for her, but anyway. I, I really struggled with voting for him because he he had a past, and I didn't know if he'd made it through that past yet. I dare say everybody in this room's had a past. I know I have. Maybe not y'all, but I know I have. And it wasn't a very, very nice one. I like to think that I made it through, and 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 uh, I'm I'm going to bigger and better things. But I'd also like to think that he has. Regardless if he hasn't, I'm going to support him. He is our president. Hallelujah. So with that, I'd like to just go ahead and lift up President Trump to us, uh, to the Lord now. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for who Donald J. Trump is going to be. I thank you that he is our president and that he has supported uh, the, the church that he has empowered the church. And I thank you that you have put that man in office for now. And Lord, I thank you that, that you've strengthened him to see things that were, that were coming down the pike and prepared him to stand in the gap for the body of Christ. Father, I thank you that, that you've given him uh, vision 
to see the direction that the Supreme Court needs to go. Father, that he has nominated somebody after your heart that will not stand for another child to be destroyed without her having something to do with it. Father, I thank you that that Roe v. Wade is destroyed in Jesus' name. That not one single more baby is going to be destroyed in the womb in Jesus' name. That the only thing that's going to be aborted from now on is Planned Parenthood buildings. Father, I thank you. I thank you that the image of God, these beautiful babies, are going to live to praise you, to glorify you. Father, I just thank you for, for uh, again, for President Trump, Vice President Pence. And the way that they have handled their office with integrity and honor and truth. Father, I ask that you strengthen them for as long as they are in office. And I give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Book of Daniel, chapter 2, and verse 21. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and, and knowledge to those who have understanding. Lord, we just thank you for... For putting the right people in the right places in the right offices. But we also thank you for taking the wrong ones out. Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would highlight each and every person in office that does not deserve and is not worthy of that office. That you would highlight their face and their name on the ballot in November so that everybody knows who not to vote for. Father, remove them from office now in Jesus' name. Father, they don't have your will in their hearts. They need to be out of office. Father, show us the, the people that you would have in office. Show us exactly who to vote for. Republican, Democrat, or somewhere in between, it doesn't matter. Show us who it is that you want in office. And Father, open our eyes. Open our hearts. Prepare us to step into that, that ballot box and cast a ballot for you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. that you reveal every trick of the enemy now in Jesus name every backdoor deal that these leaders may make father I, I pray that you you reveal it now have it come out Father, show your people, show your people what you want them to do. I'm looking at the book of Luke right now in chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Jesus said, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, nor hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. And what you have spoken in the ear in inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. Father, I thank you for that word. I thank you for that word. That's a declaration that we can stand on. It's in red letters. You said it. That every backdoor deal, every, every whisper that these, these politicians didn't want heard will be heard in the ears of the citizens. Everything they wanted covered up will be revealed and no longer hidden and will become known. Lord, I, I just thank you that you are uncovering the unrighteous and you are protecting the righteous. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father, that you are revealing the tares. As the tares stand up in defiance to you, you are revealing them now. And they are about to be removed and cast into the fire. Thank you, Father. I thank you for this country. I thank you for a constitution based on your word and your scripture. 
Father, I pray for a day to return to that Constitution. That we may return to your word. And that the word of God be seen in your, in this country, in your government, from the Pacific to the Atlantic. From Nome, Alaska to Miami, Florida. From the county of Maine to Honolulu, Hawaii. Father, I pray that your will be done in this country. Thank you, Father. Thank you for each and every heart that's in this building today that is ready to stand up with integrity when they go to vote in less than a month. And their leaders, they're going to lead their, their friends and uh, their family and the people that they fellowship with on a daily basis, they're going to lead them to the polls. And Father, you're going to show them who to tell their inner circle to vote for. Those people are going to listen because they're going to look at each and every one of the people in this room right now and they're going to say, there's something about them. I want to be like them. Father, I thank you. Thank you for this country. Thank you for our leaders. Lord, guide them. Protect them. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Father. So kufranda, opanani. Lord, we just lift up right now. Father, all of our spiritual leaders, we thank you for it. We pray, we pray not just for them. We pray for the governor of North Carolina. Bless him, Lord. Bless him in Jesus' name. Bless him. Bless the sheriff. Bless the police chief. Bless the fire chief and all the first responders. Bless them, Lord. Bless the mayor. Bless the county commissioners in Jesus' name. Bless the lieutenant governor. Lord, we lift them up to you. We lift them up. Let them be seen in your sight. Bless them, Lord. All of the senators, all of the congressmen, Lord, bless them in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Father, we praise you. Hallelujah. Lord, let them be blessed. Let them be blessed. Let them be overflowing in Jesus' name. Thank you. Right now, Lord, we lift up. We lift up Brother Tracy. Lord, everything that he's doing. Our, he's our leader. He's a leader, Lord. Let him be blessed in Jesus' name. Let his vehicles be blessed. Planes be blessed. Cars be blessed. Build, buildings be blessed. Services be blessed in Jesus' name. Let, let Dr. Rodney, let him be blessed. Him and Adonica, let him be blessed in Jesus' name. Pastor Gene and Kathy, Father, we just lift them up. 
to you in the name of Jesus. Let them be blessed. Let them be overflowing. Let them overflow in Jesus' name. Let them overflow. Let them overflow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we pray for our leaders and we lift them up. Pastor J.B. and Susan, Lord, bless them, Lord, in every endeavor, in every word that they speak. Let them be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Pastor Chris and Jan, Father, let them be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Let it overflow on them in their lives, in their family, Lord, in everything that they set their hand to. Lord, we pray that they're blessed, that they're protected from the evil one. They're kept in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, that they are kept in Jesus' name. All of our leaders, that they are kept in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we lift up Brother Ted and Bonnie Shuttlesworth. Lord, let them be blessed in Jesus' name. Father, they have a mission that you've called them to. Let that mission be fulfilled. Let them go with a mighty hand, with the glory, your glory and might. Let them be blessed in the name of Jesus. Now, if you have something right now, quickly, to pray out for a leader that the Lord's put on your heart, come quickly now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And if you don't have something uh, for a leader, maybe you should pray that you would get something. Thank you, Father. We need to be praying for our leaders. Thank you, Father. I know I've had the Lord challenge me multiple times where he's, he said, when's the last time you prayed for your leaders? And I was like, eh, I forgot about it. He's like, yeah, you might all work on that. Might all work on that. Because as the, it goes with your leaders, it will go with you. If they're blessed, and that's not just talking about spiritual ones. And we need to be praying for our leaders and lifting them up. They need to be on our heart. And if they're not on our heart, that's on us. We need to change our heart if that's the case. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. What's awesome, guys, is we have 30 minutes left. That's how fast five and a half hours just flew by under the anointing. And so we get the honor of now praying for our leader. You know, we just prayed for governmental leaders and pastors' leaders. Our pastor, uh, some of you may know, some of you may not, he's going to Mexico next week. He's going to go preach the gospel in Mexico. And so we're going to cover his trip and honor him. So I know it's the last 30 minutes and your flesh may be feeling it. But hook your faith in because we get to now cover our leaders with faith and send him into a foreign nation so that way he goes and preaches the gospel and is covered from head to toe. So... Will you join your faith with mine? And let's cover Pastor Brian. Amen? Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you that our pastor is anointed and prospers in all that he does and all that he puts his hand to works in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that he is anointed by God to not only be a wrecking ball against the darkness, but carry a fire when he goes into other nations, that he would then set them on fire, set a people on fire. Lord, you have opened up the Philippines. You've opened 
opened up Africa and now you have opened up Mexico. This is just a third of many nations that will come through the ministry, Lord. We thank you that Mexico is another door that you have made available to this ministry and we esteem it. We esteem it, God. We thank you that you've given us and you've trusted us with another nation. We thank you, Lord, for the gift that Pastor Brian is to the body of Christ. What an honor it is to be led by such a gift of God. Lord, we thank you. We honor him. We praise you for the gift that he is and that he operates with. Lord, we do not esteem him and Pastor Nicole lightly. We come before you with confidence and boldness, knowing that you hear us when we pray, knowing that you've said that it will be well with those who honor and pray for their leaders, knowing that those who honor their mother and father shall have long life ahead of them. Lord, these are our spiritual parents, and we come before you tonight lifting up this trip before you. Lord, praise God for a door that you have opened open that no man can shut. Praise God for a nation that will be shaken with the gospel of Christ. Praise God for freedom that's coming to a people who have long since been bound. Praise God that there's a fire coming to a people that have no idea of the goodness of God to the level that it's available to them, but they will next week. Lord, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask that you protect Pastor Brian, his companions, Pastor Nicole, and the ministry. Lord, let your angels set guard round about Pastor wherever he goes. Let him be on the best plane. Let him have the best pilots. Let him have the best drivers. Let him have the best companions. Let no weapon formed against this trip prosper in Jesus. Jesus' mighty name. Every weapon right now is exposed, cannot, will not, could not, shall not, won't not, whatever the word it can't prosper because your man is on assignment. And we thank you, God, that where you send your people, equipping and anointing and protection is there. Lord, we thank you that he is protected wherever he goes. We thank you that Pastor Nicole is protected back home. We thank you that the ministry is protected, that the families are protected. Lord, just because our shepherd goes to Mexico does not mean that we're without a cover. This ministry is protected. The blood of Jesus, we pleaded over every family, every home, every aspect of our property, every vehicle, every job. The blood of Jesus is so much stronger. Lord, we are kept by you. Keep this ministry. Keep Pastor Nicole. Keep the girls. Keep Luke while he is out of town. Lord, I thank you that you deposit right now inside of our, each and every single one of us, how we can be an asset and we can lift burdens off of Pastor Nicole while Pastor Brian is out of town. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this trip. I thank you that Mexico will be shaken. I thank you, Lord, that this city will be shaken. I thank you that there is not only a shaking that's coming to Mexico, but there's going to be something that Pastor Brian receives while he's there, that when he comes home, it shakes this church. It shakes this city. It shakes Albemarle, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you that you don't just send him to pour out. You are filling him up while he's pouring out, Lord. That's how your kingdom works. And we thank you. Lord, in the name of Jesus, every enemy, every enemy is defeated and it flees before him in seven different ways. 
It's defeated. It's defeated. Witchcraft in Jesus' name, you are bound. You are bound. You are bound. Any witch doctor that was on assignment in Mexico trying to thwart the plan of God in Jesus' name, your spells, your attempts, you're bound by the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus not only covers Pastor Brian and his companions, it covers the city. It covers the city. The moment his foot touches the property in that city, its dominion is translated into the kingdom of heaven. Lord, it belongs to you the moment our shepherd's foot touches down. Lord, this is your city. You are the Lord of Mexico. You are the Lord of this trip. You are Lord. Lord, we believe that we receive souls saved on this trip. It's not just pastor going. Pastor is an extension. Lord, by, through pastor, we're winning souls. As we uphold the vision and mission of this ministry, Lord, when pastor wins souls, we win souls. When pastor preaches the gospel, we preach the gospel. Lord, we thank you that we get to partner with this. This is not just one person or one family. This is this body. Boomerangs going to Mexico. Boomerangs preaching the gospel. Boomerang is saving souls. It's happening, Lord. We're going. We're going. We're going. Lord, let that come deep down inside of us. There's a Let there be a unity on this trip and an expectation for what's going to happen. Lord, let there be an excitement like Christmas morning for the testimonies that are going to come back. That when Pastor Brian, when you, we see his name on the salvation tracker, people just scurry to get to their phones because they know something good is coming. Lord, while pastor's gone, let us win souls here. Let it be a race to see who can do more. Let it be a competition to see who can win more people to Jesus, us or pastor. Let it just be something exciting and fun because pastor's not the only anointed vessel of God. Lord, in his absence, while he's physically gone, let us as a body, Lord, I am asking as a representative of this body of Christ, let us grow up in a way that when he comes back, he's not having to do maintenance. We're not going backwards, but we've excelled. We've gone further. And when he comes back, our faith blesses his his faith, God. Our hunger provokes his hunger. Let us grow. Let us grow. Let us grow, God. Lord, protect him. Let every bit of provision that's needed for this trip, any finances that are needed, Lord, let it come to pass now in Jesus' name. Now, now, in the name of Jesus, now, every bit of finances that are needed to buy this airplane ticket, now they come in. Now, there's no outstanding reimbursement needed. Lord, the money gets put in his hand now. People are moved to give now. Now, Lord, provide however you need to provide, provide. Let him have the best pilot possible, the best drivers. Lord, give him wisdom in all he does. Give him wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of what food not to eat, of where not to go in that city, of when to say no. Lord, keep any person who would have harm or ill will toward him, keep them far away far away, rearrange people so that only 
people sent by you are allowed near him. Let no evildoer cross in front of him. Let no one with ill will come near him. Let the people that prepare his food be anointed. Let him not just eat any old Joe Schmo's food. Let him eat anointed food prepared by anointed men and women of God. Lord, no matter what he's doing, let the anointing encamp round about him. Let him be guarded from every side and let him have a smooth and easy trip. No flight delays, no roadblocks. It's easy and it's like coming and going. When he flies into, into Florida, Lord, let it be easy. Let there be no hiccups. Let any COVID crap, let him not have to deal with it. Let it be easy and light from top to bottom. God, we thank you for this trip. We thank you for it. This is, not just, this is not just any ordinary trip. You're doing something. You're doing something in Mexico, God. And we thank you for the honor of being able to partner with you. We thank you, God. Mexico shall be shaken because Boomerang had a hand in it. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for our pastor. Blessed. They're blessed. They're both blessed in every way they can be blessed. 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 They're blessed. Blessed. They're blessed. Blessed. They're blessed. We call them blessed. Blessed man of God. Blessed woman of God. Blessed gifts of God. Increase them in every way that they can be increased. In wisdom, stature, favor, finances, deliverance, healing, whatever it is, Lord. Increase them every single way in the anointing. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for boomerang. Father, we thank you that you place the members. Father, I thank you that you have called us here. Lord, I thank you that this is our home, that this is our family, that this is who we get to grow with, that this is who we get to serve with, this is who we get to worship with, this is who we get to do life with. Lord, I thank you for each and every member of Boomerang Church now and each and every member that you have called to be here. And Lord, those that you have called to be here, Lord, we call them in now in Jesus' name. This is home for them, and Lord, we call them home now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that we have a multitude of diverse people packing out our sanctuary and bringing God glory. Lord, I thank you that Boomerang Church is a house of people that bring glory to God. In all we do, Lord, we bring glory to you. Lord, coming in, going 
going out in the streets, in our home, we bring glory to you because it's who we are. Lord, I thank you for it. I thank you for your goodness and your grace upon us, Lord. I thank you, Father. We aren't just one type of person. We aren't just one kind of people. Lord, this is a diverse house, Lord. Men, women, and children from all nations, all background, all races, all ages, all callings, Lord, are in the house of Boomerang. Father, I thank you for it. I thank you that because we have a diverse people, we have every joint supplied. Every calling is filled. Every joint has has been supplied through your people of Boomerang, Lord. I thank you, Father, that we are a people not of mediocrity, not of just enough, but we are a people daily filled with your Holy Spirit and fire. Lord, we are a people that refuse to shut up because we are a people who are passionate for the Lord, for his house, for his ways, for his will. We will not settle for just enough. We will not settle for just good. Lord, we are a people passionate for your will. We demand the will of God to be done in us, through us, and around us in Jesus' name. Because your word says it, therefore we demand it to be so. We are a people passionate for your word. Lord, if we see it in your word, we declare it to be. If we see it in your word, we put a demand on it and we manifest it in Jesus name because we will see your will, your word done in us, through us and around us every day, Lord, not just on Sunday, not just on Holy Spirit weekend, Lord, but every day we will see your will done in us, in our homes, in our families, in our businesses, in our neighborhoods, in our streets. We will see your will done because we will cause it to be manifest in Jesus' name. We know your voice, the voice of a stranger we will not follow. We hear your voice, Lord. We know the voice of our ditty and we passionately run to it. We passionately obey it. Lord, I thank you that we know the voice of our Father, Lord. Father, I thank you that the people of Boomerang are united and bound together in love. Lord, our unity brings God's commanded blessing upon us and upon this region, Father. Lord, I thank you. Your word tells us that the world will know you because of our unity. Father, right now, we Cast out and rebuke anything, any spirit of division in the house of Boomerang. We know the voice of God. Therefore, we know the voice of the enemy when he comes with stupid lies and deceptions trying to cause division amongst the members of Boomerang Church. Lord, we don't stand for it. We are not people who stand at the water cooler and talk about National Enquirer gossip within this house. We don't stand for it. Somebody tries to whisper gossip or disunity and immediately, not later, 
Not as we get home and we think upon it, immediately we recognize the spirits of division and disunity and we command it to cease in Jesus' name. We will not tolerate divisive speech in the house and the families of Boomerang because we are a house of love, prayer, and unity. We lift each other up in prayer. If we see something we don't like, we don't talk crap. Lord, immediately we go to love and prayer because we are united with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Lord, we are one body. Therefore, if one member is hurt or off, Lord, we lift them up in prayer because that's what we do, because that's who we are. We don't want any part of our body hurt or any part of our body out of whack. Lord, we lift each other up immediately. We are quick to lift each other up in prayer. Lord, I thank you for each and every person within our body. Lord, I thank you that you have added them to us. Lord, you saw a need in our lives individually for each and every person called to boomerang. And Lord, I thank you that you loved us enough to send them in, that you loved us enough to add them to our family. What a blessing it is for each and every person called to boomerang to be placed into to our family, Lord. Lord, we praise you for each and every member of Boomerang. We praise you for them, Lord. And right now, Lord, I just lift them up to you. Lord, I give them to you. You tell us to cast our cares on you because you care for us. Father, as a co-member of Boomerang, I lift up my brothers and sisters of Boomerang up to you. I lift them up to you because you love them and you love me. I command the blessing of God to be on the house of Boomerang in Jesus' name. And Lord, I thank you that it's this unity that we walk in that will manifest the commanded blessing in us and through us. It is our unity, our just bold demand on the unity of God that causes the commanded blessing of God to be upon us, Lord. We will not fall for the lies of the enemy and the deception that would hold back our blessing. But Lord, instead, we put a demand on unity and we put a demand on your commanded blessing in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that the people of Boomerang increase and abound in love for one another. Our hearts are established in God. Yeah, Lord, we just prayed about that love. Father, I thank you that it is our love that brings our brothers and sisters to our hearts daily. Lord, I thank you that daily you bring them to us. Who it is we need to pray for. Father, I thank you that Boomerang Church is a house of love and prayer. We are constantly not just lifting up our own needs, but Lord, we're constantly lifting up the needs of each other. Lord, I thank you that we are so busy lifting up the needs of each other that we forget about our own and we don't have to worry about it because someone else is praying for us. Lord, I thank you that because of our love and our unity for each other, we see increase in each and every one of our lives. Lord, it's not just Kevin that you delete bills. Lord, it's all of us. That always happens to us. 
We are a people with ridiculous favor and increase upon us. Why does it work? Because we're a house united in love. The blessing cannot escape us. The blessing is commanded upon us and we will see it manifest because we are a house united in love and prayer. And we thank you for it, Lord. We thank you that the people of Boomerang take up the full armor of God, stand firm and resist darkness. Lord, I thank you that we are covered, protected, and kept. Lord, I thank you that you got a house of people that are bullheaded enough to stand firm in your word. Lord, I thank you for a people that are stubborn for your word. We are stubborn for your goodness. Lord, we are strong-willed to see everything called to be manifested in our bodies. We are covered from head to toe with the armor of God. We are covered from head to toe with the blessing of God. We are covered from head to toe with the favor of God because it's who we are. We are not weak. There is not one part of this body that is exposed to the enemy, but it is covered, protected, and kept in Jesus' name. And we resist darkness. When darkness Darkness comes near us. The light of God is too bright within us. The darkness flees. We don't run from the darkness. The darkness sees the light upon us and flees in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that that light shines from Boomerang Church Ministries. Lord, I thank you that the people and the, the light shines in the people and causes men to glorify God. Our light cannot be hidden. Lord, like moths to a flame, the world is drawn to the light of God inside of Boomerang Church. Lord, I thank you that there are strangers that come up to us wanting to know what it is we have. They come up to us before we can go to them. They come up to us going, I don't know why. But I just felt like I was supposed to come talk to you because it's the light of God within us that draws people to us. Lord, I thank you that for the house of boomerang, soul winning is easy because it's the light of God shining upon us that draws the world to us. Lord, we are a house of soul winners. Each and every member in Boomerang Church is a soul winner because the light of God draws people to us. It is nearly effortless for us to win souls because of that light of you shining through us, Lord. And we praise you for it. Lord, I thank you that the ministry and people of Boomerang Church are rich and full of joy because of God's blessings. Father... We are rich, 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 rich with everything, Lord. There is no lack. Y'all say it, no lack in my household. There is no lack in the body of Boomerang Church. We are rich with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And Lord, we are rich with every physical blessing on earth because you cause us to overflow so that we can perform every good work in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that we are full of joy, not because we have green pieces of paper in our pocket, but Lord, we are full of joy because we have you within us. 
because we know it doesn't matter what the bank account says on Monday. When we have a need, it's there. Lord, it doesn't matter what the bank account says, because when we have a want, the Lord is our shepherd, and we won't want for long, because Diddy's going to find out, and he's going to just cause it to be. Lord, we are rich with everything that you desire us to have. That is all goodness, all grace, all love, all means all. There is nothing we are lacking, nothing missing, nothing broken. We overflow in your goodness, Lord. The people, the ministry of Boomerang receives the honor of God as we honor you, Lord. Father, I thank you that it is not just the pastors of Boomerang Church that walk in honor and favor. It is each and every person called to Boomerang that walks in honor. The world's not going to understand when we walk in a room, why are they being honored? Who are they? Oh, that's an ambassador of God. Because they honor you, Lord, they are honored and highly esteemed everywhere they go. It doesn't make sense, Lord, but it happens. Because they honor you, you ensure the people and the ministry of Boomerang Church is honored. Lord, I thank you that our names are known in the streets because we honor you. Lord, I thank you that the ministry and people of Boomerang are filled with good things. We have no need. We have no lack. And Lord, we have intimacy with you because we seek you. Lord, it all boils down to our intimacy with you. Father, we hunger and we thirst for your righteousness. Lord, we hunger for more of you. Lord, it's like Buddy said daily, we just keep getting higher and higher. The high that we're on today is going to be our step stool to the high of tomorrow. And each day after that, Lord, we get higher and higher in you and in your kingdom because we hunger after you, Lord. The more we know about your goodness, the more we know about your love, the more we hunger for it. We cannot get enough of you, Lord, because you are so great. You are so mighty. You are so good. Lord, why would we ever look anywhere else? We won't. Not the house of Boomerang. We won't look anywhere else because we know you. Because we know your goodness. We know your grace. We know your love. We know your provision. We know who we are in you. Lord, we don't lack. We don't even lack self-esteem because we know who we are in you. We don't lack purpose because we know our call in you. Because, Lord, daily we have an intimate fellowship with the Father. Lord, we get excited to wake up each day because it's provided us more time with you. Lord, we go to bed dreaming of you. We go to bed and we have sweet dreams and peaceful rest because you give to your beloved even in their sleep. Lord, we can't and don't desire to escape you. You are always with us. You are always loving on us. 
you are always blessing us. And Lord, we feel you. We hear you. We know you. Father, I thank you for that beautiful intimacy that we individually and corporately have with you. And Lord, I thank you that because of that intimate fellowship, Lord, we know we have all wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of who we are in you, who you are in us, and who Boomerang is called to be. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you for your love that draws us to that intimacy. And Lord, thank you that we've got the good sense to respond to it. We love you, Lord. I thank you, Father, for this night which has flown by of loving on you. But Lord, you're such a good ditty. Because as we tried to love on you, Lord, you just overwhelmed us with your love. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for a beautiful, intimate night. And Lord, I thank you that even as we leave, that doesn't stop. It grows from here. Because, Lord, the more we spend time with you, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we seek you. And the more we seek you, the more we find you. What a beautiful life you've given us. Lord, I thank you that we live it to glorify you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Stand up on your feet. Father, we just praise you for this night. And Lord, we just speak over this place, over this house. Lord, this is your place of glory. Lord, this is your place of glory. We just thank you for it. Lord, let your words be our words. Let our lips be like the pen of a ready writer, receiving every breath of your word into this place. Father, let this be a place of your glory. Let it be a place of your blessing, your anointing, your healing, your deliverance, your protection, your restoration, and of supernatural fellowship with the Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father. Take that down some. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just have these scriptures the Lord just brought up to me. I want us to agree on these as we go out tonight. Uh, these are scriptures that are faith, that build your faith for church growth. Okay, And I want you to see that in the Word, God has a very specific plan uh, for churches to grow. Then you notice that he says that he will build his church. Yeah. Well, that tells us right there, he does not want our, the church to sit stagnant. He doesn't want it to go backwards. What is Jesus' will for any church that is his church? What is Jesus' will for any church that is his church? Increase. Increase. He wants to build it. He wants to grow it, right? 
And then he says this, Proverbs 14, 28. In a multitude of people is a king's glory, but in a dearth or a lack of people is a prince's ruin. So it says in the New Living, a growing population is the king's glory. A prince without subjects has nothing. A growing population is a king's glory, but a prince without subjects has nothing. So here's the thing. How can we sit back and not believe for God to be glorified? Wouldn't that be improper? Well, if we're going to have God glorified, the king glorified, Jesus glorified, then we believe for a big population, right? Uh, all right, Proverbs 14, 28, same verse in the message. The mark of a good leader is loyal followers. Leadership is nothing without a following. Genesis uh, 15, 1 through 6, basically Abraham is there, and Abraham's asking the question, saying, I have no kids. But then God says this in verse 4, Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him. Now see, aren't we blessed with faithful Abraham? Yeah, so if Abraham's blessed, we can apply that same blessing to us. Well, listen, are we supposed to be the kind of people that never have any spiritual kids? No, and look what he says to Abraham. This man, the, the, behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this man will not, he was talking about somebody that was a stranger in his house. He will not be your heir, but one who will come forth from your own body will be your heir. And he took him outside and said, Now look towards the heaven, count the stars, if you're able to count them. And he said, So shall your descendants be. Yeah. Then he believed in the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. We're going to believe in the Lord yeah. for descendants that come out of our own body, that God gives growth and increase and a wealth of a population yeah. for the glory of God out of our own body. Isaiah 2, 2, and also Micah 4, 1, they say very similar things. Now it will come to pass that in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established as the chief of the mountains. Yeah. This is the day we're in now. Yeah. And it will be raised above the hills, and all nations will stream to the house of the Lord. Lord, we put faith that you are going to stream all nations yeah. into this house yeah. in Jesus' name. And many peoples will come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us concerning his ways and that we may walk in his path. In the hearts of the people, they'll say, I want to go to God's house. Well, we want to be the house that they go to. Yes. Maybe not the only one, but definitely this one some, yeah. right? Glory to God. For from Zion will go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. Jeremiah 30, 19. From them will proceed thanksgiving and the voice of those who celebrate. And I, hear this, I will multiply them and they will not be diminished. I will also honor them, and they will not be insignificant. They will not be. They will not be diminished. They will not be insignificant. They will be mighty. 
Isaiah 60, 22, last one. The smallest one will become a clan, and the least one, a mighty nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. Father, we receive that. Let your will be done in this place. Let your will be done in this house. Father, thank you for pouring out your blessing. Lord, you're not leaving us small. You're not leaving us the least. No, you're raising us up to be great and mighty. And Lord, you will receive glory in this place because there'll be a mighty population in this place of people. There will not be a lack of people. You will stream the nations to it. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. We give you glory and honor. Father, we praise you for such an opportunity tonight. Just thank him with me. Just praise him. Lord, we praise you for an opportunity to come and pray and see your will done. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Glory to God. Thank you for the glory that you're pouring out. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you for that. Thank you for what you just showed me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I believe the Lord just showed me. You know, tonight, uh, there were pieces of tonight that were different from the first two that we had doing this. Uh, tonight, was you, you, for some of us, you had to really kind of power through. Like the, the other night, it was almost like we had a, a flow of the service. And some nights you'll have where it's a flow, and some nights you just got to not get weary and well-doing. You got to press through. And tonight was kind of like that pressing through. <laughs> but here's what I believe the Lord just said. Because you decided to press through, I'm going to pour out. <laughs> because you press through, I'm going to pour out. And so I would not be surprised if tomorrow is Awesome. I mean, just outstanding. And Sunday is wide open. Get ready for a pouring out. Get in expectation of a pouring out. Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, tomorrow winning souls. I bet we win over a hundred. Just, I mean, I bet it's awesome. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, for letting us be a part of what you're doing. Father, there's no way that you had to let us do that. But you did. You chose to engage us and partner with us when we had deserted you. Lord, what an opportunity. We thank you just for being able to be a part of what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for saving us from an eternity without you. And thank you, Lord, for letting us not only be saved, but be a part of what you're doing. Lord, we honor it tonight. We are honored to be here. We are honored to do the work of prayer and faith and put on hope and, and walk in love. Lord, we're honored to be a part of your family. And we're honored to be a part of what you're up to. We thank you, we praise you, and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. I am so pleased with you guys tonight. So, so pleased. Thank you for being here. Thank you for bringing your supply. We broke through some stuff. I really believe there was some major things that were set right tonight in this prayer tonight. Thank you for applying and warring 
warring a good warfare in prayer and in faith in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Sleep very well. See you tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Let's go win some souls. Amen. Love you. Good night.